I should have brought more shirts. I didn't know what sizes, but I'll get you some. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's right now 2X. 2X? Yeah. Okay. I'll go. I'll have one for her too. I'll, I'll send you yeah, guys. She some. wears uh, what the fuck she wears now? Yeah, small and uh, I'm up, I'm up here pretty often, so yeah, yeah. It's cool to make connections. Why do you come up to Cleveland? So I get to honestly, we probably should start recording before I start all talking. Then I want nothing to fucking say. Well, I I just started recording, so oh, okay, cool. I, I I edit it. It's not live or anything. Oh, so, so you don't need to, you don't need to put up your mouth and just nah, oh, okay, nah. Cool. Just hold it or whatever. It should be fine. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I come up to Cleveland just because like I, well. I guess I should start with, I've been coming up to Cleveland for metal shows for a long time. Yeah. Because I'm from Pittsburgh, and at least back in the day when I first started going to metal shows about uh-huh. 10 to 15 years ago, we got nothing. Like, nothing. It's funny you say that. That must have been uh, towards the end then, because I didn't go to a lot of shows in Pittsburgh, but yeah. we went, I went to a decent amount. The only time I've been to Pittsburgh was for shows, and that was in like the late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah. And... Uh, we would just go, actually, the uh, people we'd go with was me, Eric, and Chase, the two guys I own the business with. Okay. And the only reason it's like, it's like, yeah, that's, I don't want to sidetrack. It's not like we're like some no. super close brothers, because I have like come from a big family. Like I, I, have, I have six siblings. Damn. So, uh, but and like I said, Craig works for us, but it's just like, we were the kind of closest in age. So that's how we were able to go. So like, I'm okay. the youngest out of those, th- out of just that particular three, uh, me, Eric, and Chase, we own Hell's Eye Bangers together. But anyways, we were the ones that started going to shows together. And uh, that's how I started to go at the age of 13. Right. Because Eric, he had his license when, so he's like, he was like 16, 17 when I was 13. He already had his license. So I just tagged along. Like, Craig, he probably could have came, but he was too young then. My, my, my parents wouldn't have been comfortable. He was probably like 10 or 11. So 13 was kind of like, all right, you know I mean? They were already kind of skeptical of even me going. Because we were just driving to Cleveland shit. Yeah. And to Pittsburgh as well. So yeah, I was like 13, 14, even 15 years old driving up to Pittsburgh from Cleveland, which is not that it's a huge haul, but it's like two and a half hours. Two and a half. I did the same thing. Just so reverse. what we do is like bands like uh, if, if we really liked the tour or whatever, we'd see the Cleveland show. We'd go see the um, Pittsburgh show. And then we'd go to the uh, sometimes Detroit show as well. Detroit, Michigan, and yeah. uh, Or if there was there were sometimes like uh, like the first time I remember going to see uh, Deicide, um, it was I'm old. I'm almost positive it was Pittsburgh. Sure. Almost positive. And I think it was 99. And uh, we drove up there and they canceled. No We're there and everyone was outside. Shit, everyone was pissed. So I didn't get to see a DSI officially for the first time until 2001. And that was in Cleveland. Yeah. But, like, for example, DSI, I'm, the reason we went, I don't think DSI, for whatever reason, was playing Cleveland that time. So it's we, like, fuck, they're playing Pittsburgh. So we drove to that. So we would do that, too. If a show was only going to, like, Pittsburgh, Columbus, Detroit, not Cleveland, we would go to that. But if it was something we really, really liked, we'd try to hit them all up if they were on convenient days. That's badass. Yeah, so, but there, it seemed like there was a decent amount of shows. It seemed like if it came to Cleveland, it went to Pittsburgh, too. So it's funny how, I mean, Grant, I don't really pay attention. Honestly, man, like, off. Yeah, not, yeah, the fact that I'm not a social media man, I don't even know about shows. Although I still go to shows, I just know somebody tells me. Like, hey, that's uh, whatever, school. like, yeah, so yeah, yeah, no, that's, that's how I find out, dude. That's how you do it. I never, since someone tells me about it. Like, hey, like, talks call calls next month. Oh, okay. And I plan for it and I go. Yeah, I would be lost without, I mean, as much as I hate to say it, that's how I find out about all the shows and keep up on all the yeah. shows because you'd be so lost otherwise, you know. Dude, I am. I'm just lucky to have, you know, it's usually guys that work here. Well, yeah, you're Plus, you're in the uh, you're in the industry for mm-hmm. sure. You're, you're around it. Uh, if you're yeah. not, it makes it really hard. Yeah, but, I'm um, sure. But yeah, like I was saying, um, the first time I ever was in Cleveland was for Cannibal Corpse because they Cannibal Corpse never came to Pittsburgh. And I'm really because I've seen Cannibal Corpse in Pittsburgh. When I was um, 
something must have happened because well I'm so I'm 25. Mm-hmm. So I didn't start to go to shows until I was like 12. So that puts me at like 2006. How did you start going so young too? Because my when I went to shows and I was 13, dude, I was hands down without a doubt the youngest person at all the shows. Like it was, yeah, it, was, it, was it was pretty blatantly obvious. Yeah. So obviously, yeah. So you said you said the same thing. How? Uh, so with that being said, is it seems like obviously most people don't go to that age because a they may not know about the music yet, but b even if they do, it's because they don't have transportation. So how were you able to go? Like, cause me, I said my brothers, I had a ride basically. Yeah, we found we had like older kids that would take us, or okay. uh, I made my, I made my mom drive me to Cleveland. And she wouldn't before. care. She didn't. Sometimes she did. Sometimes she didn't. You know, she well, was she so was kind of down the party. Cleveland, she dropped off the show. What would she do? She went with me. Oh really? She would get sit at the bar, and I'd be up in the. You front know what's row fucking hilarious is yeah. uh, I know for a fact that I've seen Cannibal Corpse a couple times in Cleveland, and there was definitely. Someone as young as twelve—that would be funny as hell if it was you. It probably was me because I have seen. I've seen when I, uh, Cannibal, the Misfits for sure. When I saw them, there was a lot of young people. Yeah, um, a couple like yeah, really, really bigger bands. Like where I see, I'm like, wow, there's there's like, but and not like a lot. So you would see like like two, three, whatever. Right. A couple of really young kids, and it stood out because of, what was that like Agora? Yeah, Agora and Peabody's was the first time I saw them. That was I think it was on their Kill tour. Okay. And, at Peabody's, yeah. Yeah. It's fucking great. Because I've seen Cannibal in Pittsburgh. I mean, I've seen them all over. But, uh, yeah, I'm sure, yeah. It's funny, like I said, Pittsburgh is, that's one of the reasons I went, that was one, well, a show I went to uh, Pittsburgh. So one of the best tours I've seen them on was, for me anyways, I would like the tour package, was Cannibal Corpse, Dark Funeral, and Incantation. So and sick. I think that was for, uh, I'm almost, that, well, I do know it was for Gore Obsessed album. And I think that was like 2003. And so we went to Cleveland, Detroit, and... Um, and Pittsburgh for sure for that one. That was awesome, I bet. Yeah. Can, yeah. Gore Obsessed is one of my favorites from those with Corpse Grinder. That's the, the uh, fourth one with them on it. Yeah. 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 You, so. know, you know yourself. What's your favorite one? My favorite Cannibal Corpse song of yeah. all time? Favorite Cannibal. Yeah. We'll uh, get I would have to say, honestly, right I, I have to be a lame and probably say Tomb the Mutilated. Uh, me too. But, uh, <laughs> but, uh, cause, but uh, so uh, that'd be. So yeah, Tomb the Mutilated. And then as far as. Um, as far as Corpse Grinder, Eric, so I'll actually, Cannibal Corpse is probably my all-time favorite band. Yeah. Yeah, and the, yeah I think a lot of people sure. don't realize that with Hell's Head because they probably think it's like Sarcophago or, or some Blasphemy or thing. Mayhem, and I'm like, no, I was like, no, actually it's not, and part of the reason they're probably my favorite band, well, because usually I think whether you realize it or not is whatever you heard very early on in your, your ears, you're usually more biased to. So Cannibal Corpse was the first death metal band I ever heard. Me too. So getting back to like favorite albums, like Tomb of Mutilate is probably my all-time favorite, but favorite uh, Corpse Grinder album would probably be Vile, which is the first album he sings Because okay. that's the first death metal record, like, of all death metal records I ever heard. No shit. Was that album. Interesting. So we were like, because I remember, I think it was, it was either Chase or Eric bought it, and they brought it back like, what the fuck is this? Like, you can't even understand what he's saying. Yeah. Because at that point, all we heard was, uh, like, Sacred Reich, Iron Maiden, Slayer. And then that took yeah. it to the next level for you? Correct, I, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember when we first started, I wasn't the one that bought it, though. I was probably like, I think I was 11, 10 or 11. That's sweet. No, I definitely was. I was probably 11. Yeah, probably 11. 12 tops. I was definitely, because like I said, I started going to shows when I was 13. Did you like it immediately? Like, are you Yeah, I mean, I don't remember my first. Like, I remember, yeah. uh, six, so Erica Chase listened to it first, and they called me in the room. I remember that. And I think I'm... Like, I don't remember and not liking it at all. So I, so I remember liking it, like, right out the gate. And I think maybe it was Chase or something who was a little more hesitant at first. Mm-hmm. 
and kind of like, you know, a couple of listens grew on him. I could be wrong on that. I mean, I never really asked him directly his opinion, but just from my remembering his reaction, I, I think that made, some, made me kind of the impression I got. Okay. And uh, Eric, I don't really remember his impression, to be honest with you. Um, and then uh, from there, like, we started checking out uh, other bands, uh, kind of on a mission. I remember, and I'm almost positive it was Chase. He went up and bought it at, like, probably Kwanzaa Hut or some shit. It was the Mortician Hacked Up for Barbecue album. Oh, yeah. And that was, like, we were like, whoa, whoa. That's super pretty. Yeah, super low. Until you, yeah. Like, like uh Liked it, and but it was like kind of like, whoa, what the fuck? Like, did, did, right. you would kind of, I think at that point, at least myself, like I started to think like there's a whole other world out there that we weren't even aware of. You're just down the rabbit hole yeah. from there. Yeah, yeah man. So I, I don't think that was the second death metal album, but I know it was really early on there because I remember Deicide was early in there, Morbid Angel was early in there, Suffocation, Human Waste, because I was just so happy to hear the first Suffocation the released classics. by. Yeah. yeah, just some of these, it's kind of like we didn't pick them up because it was the first album. Some of these, like, think about it, like, so okay, like, Cannibal Corpse on Vile, that was already their fifth album. That was the album that was out, right? Yeah. That was just so happened to be the first one we heard. But, like, bands like Suffocation and shit, they're around, whatever, their fourth album, whatever. Mm. By then, the first thing I heard was Human Waste. And it wasn't because, like, let's go check the first one out first. You didn't know. You just bought what the fuck was available. Right. You're like, okay, well, check this band out. And it's just so first. So a lot of bands I did hear, though, it just it was their first album. Deicide it wasn't. I think the first Deicide I heard was Serpents of the Light. So fourth one. Uh, Vader from Poland, the first thing I heard was ironically their demos because they did that uh, Reborn in Chaos CD, which is actually my favorite stuff. It's their two demos on a CD. I just thought it was an album yeah, and uh, thought it was fucking great. And I remember the next thing I heard by them was uh, Black to the Blind album, which is like the fourth album, I think, somewhere in there. I, I, I kind of didn't like it at first. I, it's not that I thought it was bad. I just like was. It's a different singer and it's the exact same guy singing because it was so different sounding than the demos. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that one took a little bit of the grooming, but it wasn't like I bought that video because oh, I'm gonna start from the beginning. It just that's just what the fuck was available, and you're checking a band out. You bought it. And do you try it. to do that? Start from the beginning when you hear of a new. I band, would if you now can, if you do. I now. would now. Yeah, yeah. That's I a bad person. Because because usually I, I most bands I like the earlier stuff better. I mean, there's some exceptions to the rule. Generally speaking, I like a band's demos, their first album, second album. If I like past their third album, they're getting lucky. Sure. There's exceptions. Don't draw. Like I said, I like every Cannibal album. Um, they reinvent their sound a little bit along the way. Right, but there is uh, there is exceptions to the rule. Like, uh, a big exception to the rule is a black metal band called Satanic Warmaster. Okay, yeah, that's a big, for sure. That's a big selling band for us. And we've, we've done, we released some stuff by them and stuff. I didn't like that band at all. I, not not really at all, should. but I liked the last, uh, what is it, three albums they did? Their first album I liked that they did was, I hope I'm pronouncing it, I'm about butchering it, Carillion Satanist Madness. I like that album a lot, and then I like the ones after, which is, I believe is Fimblewinter and then Noxner. I'm going to have a reverse name. It's Noxner, then Fimblewinter. And then they did a split with the Archgoat as well, which we put out. I yeah. liked all that stuff. But they had, like, a few albums and splits and stuff like that before that. I didn't like them at all. So they were a band that I thought they got better as they went along, as opposed to most bands I think get worse. You know, they get, get they, they put out their they put out stuff, you like it, and then they put out a new album, you're like, fuck, I think it sucks. I mean, come on, who, who's like the best album by Metallica is the newest one? Who, nobody's thinking that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm sure some kid out there is, but I, <laughs> I, I never met him. It's, you know? I think it just depends on what you hear first, like you said. Like, yeah. That means so much. Yeah. Like, so many bands now coming up are influenced by, like, the later Morbid Angel albums. Later like, Morbid Angel or even just later newer bands. Later newer like, bands, stuff like that. Yeah, the, my first introduction to that, which was actually quite a while ago now, um, was I was talking to... Uh, 
the, the uh, well, I pretty much the only member, the main main guy, uh, is, but I think he pretty much does everything. Is this kid named Nick? He's in California. He does uh, he does several bands. We released a lot of his bands. He's but his, one of his main bands was called Nocturnal Blood. Okay. He did the Haunting Presence. He's done other some other stuff. And uh, he's he's a little bit older than you now, but he's younger than me. He's probably about five six years younger than me or so. So I remember he was kind of getting new into metal. I was talking on the phone. Long story why, but I was talking on the phone and. Uh, He's more into like that beastal black stuff, like you know, blasphemy, archgoat, sure, um, you know, sarcophagal things like that. So, I automatically assume like his favorite band would be, you know, like one of those bands or somebody back on time. And he's like, dude, my favorite band is Manacore, and I was like, that's a local band from here that I've seen many times. I'm like, really? So I remember that band handed me their demo. Interesting. And it's just because he was younger, and that's what he probably heard first. It just resonated with And I liked Manicord. I loved the demo, but I'm like, that's that's your favorite band? I'm like, what the fuck? I, was yeah. like, I remember when that band started. It's I just crazy. thought that was weird, and I didn't know, I didn't understand that. But as time goes by, when you when you start to think about it, it's like, he probably, that's probably one of the first metal releases he heard. He's probably like, this is the greatest thing I ever heard. There's and no then he probably listened to Beherit afterwards and shit. Like, I thought he was going to say Beherit or something like that for sure. Sure, sure. And it wasn't. I mean, he liked them, but he probably heard them afterwards. Because you find what the band Correct. like is influenced back. by. You exactly. Go and I did the same thing. Yeah, of course. Because, I mean, I heard Cannibal first, but obviously there was Possessed, there's Death, there's Massacre, those bands way before them. I didn't hear those bands until, I want to say way after, but it was a few years after I first heard Cannibal. Right. So, like, the guys from the 80s are like, dude, what the fuck? If you like, you like that, you know, Possessed, they're the first Death Metal band or whatever. Death, you don't know Scream Bloody Gore? Yeah. Yeah, I had to go back to and a, find out about those. Yeah. So I did the same too. thing. Yeah, I had a hell of a time. And I still do. That's the thing with Death Metal. I'm still discovering shit that I had no idea existed from back then or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's so, so oh, I'm sure because at 25, I was still. I mean, I'm still learning. I don't know everything by, by no I don't think anybody does, really. I don't think anybody knows everything, but I've met some people that I was. Ugh, they're Blown usually older bucks that are, that are definitely very, very impressed with what they know. That's amazing. Yeah, um, that Ben still because a lot of things it's just it's not just. Um, I love that shit. Yeah, a lot of guys that are older from what I noticed, they're few and far between that are still into it. Into it, what I mean, you know, like, what I mean by into that the is scene still. Well, see, what I mean by it is like usually a guy that I mean, if you say he was like forty-five, pushing fifty in that areas, he likes the stuff from his era, and he kind of like out of loop with everything else. So he mm-hmm. probably likes, you know. He's just, you know, if he's in the car, he might be listening to Possessed. You know, he might be listening to Death. You know what I mean? Right. Stuff like that. He's not Rude really listening to anything best. And I mean, what I mean by, like, it's not that he needs to be checking out the newest albums of today, but even, like, if you mentioned something from, like, mid-90s or even, like, early 2000s, he's just, like, clueless. Right, yeah. So it's kind of like, well, in the broad spectrum of things, man, you're you're pretty limited on what you know. You're missing so much. So uh, there's, a, there's a few guys that I have met, though, and they're at that age bracket that know from kind of like beginning to end. And that's the ones I was really impressed with, you know, that know from demos up to today shit, you know, and there, but there's not many. I've only can think of a couple that I've, that I've met personally, but I'm sure that there's uh, some, other. I, I think I'm actually sure. uh, some that I never met. I think a few of them that I might be just absolutely blown away by are actually customers of ours that order very regularly. Like we have people that order from us literally every week, sometimes multiple times a week, every single week. I believe it, dude. And, just um, taking a look There's around. a couple. I've never talked to them ever. I've never spoken to them. But a few, I was like, so I can kind of get, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they're like one of those guys that are just like a fucking full-blown metal encyclopedia. Us death metal you know? fans can get weird and deep with all that shit, yeah, yeah. dude. Yeah, for sure. More so than most other genres, I feel like. Yeah, I mean. Do you agree? I think, well, that's kind of an unfair, I, I would say so, but it's a little bit unfair to say because I know there's some definite really diehard like punk and hardcore guys too. There is. I've never really don't know any personally because I'm not really that scene, but I know they exist. 
Right. So I'd imagine there's some total uber dorks with that too. You know what I mean? They're like really like, of course, can like kind of school you. But I don't know any personally because uh, you know I follow full that scene. But the ones that I kind of kind of know, they're crossed over. They're really into punk, hardcore, and metal. Which so. is cool. I, I mean, I'm into everything. Like, I just oh, am a really? huge music fan. Yeah. But I started, like, getting into, like, the whole crazy fandom of music with metal and with death metal. And mm. I think it stemmed from I loved horror movies ever since I was a young kid. So it was okay. just a natural progression seeing, like, like the a death album cover being like, I need to know what that fucking sounds like. And then you hear okay. it, and I'm like, I didn't know this music could sound like this. And then, yeah. like, fucked up lyrics and all that stuff just really resonated with me and still, yeah, yeah. it still does you know yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's I'm super passionate about it and I think it's awesome that like it could be so huge or it could be so many people like us that know like so much and um, yet there's a million people that have no idea it exists yeah but I kind of like it like that though yeah it's awesome you know I mean I don't like to be like uh you know, yeah, I like to be kind of more like just different, you know. So like on the outside of things, oh yeah, you know, definitely so. that's what makes it cool. Yeah, but it's, it's also cool that um, you know now it's becoming. I mean, I don't want to say more popular, but well, it is for sure. So though. it is, but there's so many like new bands coming out. Do you try to keep up with all that, or I know you don't have social media, so it could be hard for you. Oh, uh, I, I wouldn't say I. Tr- I wouldn't say I try to. No, I don't. But I mean, I definitely still check out new stuff. Good. The way I check out new stuff now, in all honesty, is uh, a, is a few ways. One is we get something in stock, like it's a new new item, and I and I see it like to be to be put away, and I'm like, oh wow, this looks like something I'd be into. Like it looks yeah. like my thing. You check it out. Check it out. Or if somebody that knows me recommends something, okay, like like knows me like what I like, not just right. hey dude, you, I heard you like Cannibal, you might like this. No, yeah, like like that yeah. knows me knows me, yeah. dude. I like I know like like if Craig tells me he's like I think you would like this, I would check it out because. He knows what I like and what I don't like, and he, and he would, uh, not that I'm going to definitely like it, but it would be, it, that'd be a fair assessment for me to check out. Right. And then also, too, since, as you notice, I do the receiving email, emails for Hellside Bangers. Yeah. So uh, I get all the time uh, demo submissions, and if something sounds interesting, I'll listen to it. Like, I'll be honest, a lot of the times I, I don't even listen to a lot of that, because I get multiple every day, and it's just like, you know, There's it's, so it's got to be something sounds appealing. It's like, dude, I don't got time to listen to all this shit. I like, I just way. don't. You know what I mean? Like, right. I, I, I just flat out can. It's impossible. So, um, if it sounds interesting, like, the one that we actually signed one of them, I'll just give one example, was, uh-huh. uh, this is a while ago, though, a band on our label called Gouge. They're from Norway. It's a death metal band. Yeah, I've heard of them. And we did a 7-inch with them, which was basically their demo, mm-hmm. and then we did their full-length album. It was young guys. They were, like, 17 years old at the time. They sent cool. us stuff like, yeah, we're influenced by, like, Autopsy, Repulsion, and Death. I'm like, fuck, that's, like, right up my alley. I was like, that's those yeah. bands that I love, like, especially Repulsion. That was, like, one of my all-time favorite bands. And uh, so I put it on, and I, I loved it. It was four songs, and there was their demo. So we did that on, like, a 7-inch, and then we did their uh, full-length album, which I like the full-length, but I didn't like it quite as much as the uh, demo, which a lot of times, again, what you heard first, you know what I mean? Right. Um, but that was a band, literally. They just sent it through service, and I liked it so much, I forwarded it to my brothers. Hey, what do you guys think about this? I was like, I think we should put this out. This is fucking great. And I remember Chase came back to me, uh, replied back to the email a couple days later. He's like, yeah, this is damn, this is pretty fucking good shit. And he's like, yeah, I'd be, I'd be totally into putting it out. And so we ended up putting it out. There's a few scenarios like that, but not many. But, yeah, uh, that's cool, though. But, I mean, honestly, there's probably some stuff I haven't listened to that maybe I would have because, like I said, you can't. It's got to. It's hard. Man. It's got to, like, it's got to be something of my interest just to check it out because it's like I don't got time to sit there. Like, if it sounds like, it's like, yeah, we're atmospheric black metal there inspired, like, by, like, catatonia and candle mass. That's really not my not wheelhouse. So right. I just be like, uh, you know, I probably wouldn't even check it out. Yeah, I'm more Now, I might put it on and I'm like, oh, this is fucking great. 
but I just because I can't listen to everything, so it's got to be something that catches yeah. my eye. And you get a lot of shit through here too, uh, so it's like kind of yeah. probably impossible to keep up with everything. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah, the, yeah. If, if you, you wanted to it. listen to everything that came in here, like say like promo sent demos, all the new merch that we stock. And like you say, that's your only goal. You don't live a life. You don't fucking, you do nothing else. You don't, you don't, anything else. It would be literally impossible, even then. Right. Like you just want to be able to, especially because some of the new stock that comes in, it, it some stuff might sell out in one day because you got like five of them. They all sold out overnight. Now, don't get me wrong. I wish everything was like that. I'd be a fucking millionaire. So don't think, oh, everything's sold. No. We got some shit that's, we got five copies in here and it's sitting here three years later still. You know what I mean? Right. And so so there, you got both factors. Sure. But you don't know. Some stuff you don't know it's going to sell, sell out right away. So, like, by the time you got to that one, it's already out the door. There's those titles. That's what I'm saying. It'd be literally impossible. Does that make sense? No, yeah, it definitely makes sense. So it's like that's why it'd be literally impossible to listen to everything because you're going to have a certain ones. Like, dude, it's going to sell out overnight. By the time you realize it, it's already packed up and shipped out. You're like, oh, fuck, I didn't get to that one yet. It's like, there you go. Do you feel like you do a good job of predicting what is going to sell, what's not, or is it totally random? Me, personally? Just you guys in general. Your operation here is pretty impressive. Is is that When well, you say predicting what's going to sell, uh, yeah. I want to... Do you mean, like, when a band first puts out their demo and you have no knowledge of them whatsoever? No. Or, like, for example, like, predicting what's going to sell is... When Ghost, the band Ghost, was on their second album, and like we got a new, brand new album coming out, well, I'm predicting that's going to sell. It's like, well, that's not really a prediction. That's kind of common sense. It's kind of just common sense, yeah. You know what I mean? Now, yeah. but someone like my mom, she wouldn't know that. So it's like, am I good for predicting that? Well, yeah, because I'm in the loop. You know what I mean? Seeing that I'm, I see this is a pretty popular band on their first album. So mm-hmm. on their second album, of course, there's people waiting. It's going to sell. But is that considered a prediction? If so, then yeah, I think I'm pretty good at it. But if you're predicting like a band that like is just a brand new band, they've never been signed to anybody, that it's gonna sell. Uh, wouldn't say I'm bad. Wouldn't say I'm good. I mean, I would say that. Have you noticed one thing influences it more than the other? Like how much is like the art or the packaging or like the uh, vinyl releases, and how much is the actual music? Like, do you notice a pattern with that, or is it just like because us metal nerds can be pretty random? Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's also they're also pretty passionate and can will buy up shit. Um, um, it's, it's, it's the thing is, is business to me. I, I think that, uh, you can, and there's, there's ways to decipher it, but I'll be honest, I don't think I know anymore because it's changed over the years. You know, sure. like with anything, for example, if you look at like the history of extreme music, there was a point where, you know, like the eighties thrash metal was the most popular thing. And then it kind of went to death metal. Then it kind of went to black metal. And then I don't know if it might be a little bit too early for you in the fairly early 2000s, probably around 2003, 4, 5 ish, somewhere in that area, Thrash came back again. Back with like bands like Municipal Waste and Toxic Holocaust. Yeah. And there was a bunch of really underground bands below them, bands like Barscape and stuff like that. That that was the popular style again. Like Hand Over Fist, and there was a band from California, Merciless Death. People were really liking it. Um, They're really popular again. As opposed to in 99, nobody would have bought a Thrash album. Nobody would give a shit. Nobody. You think it's just all over the place right now? I think, well, no, I think just whatever the current trend is, I'm not quite sure what it is because you don't know exactly when it's going to change. And when it does, I mean, you eventually catch on because you can see, okay, well, everybody's buying Thrash now. Okay, well, everybody's buying Black Month. You know, you'll catch on. But as far as predicting what it's going to be next, I predicted a while ago, I think it was about five years ago, so the next thing was going to be like Swedish Death Metal. Mm -hmm. And it kind of hit, but not to the degree that I predicted. Yeah. I mean, I just predicted that just because it seemed like, um, 
Well, you had like, for example, like uh, one of the reasons I predicted that is because uh, since Ghost got so popular, the uh, what is that guy's name? Uh, Papa Emeritus. The, what is his name? The uh, Tobias Forge. Yeah, him. He was doing uh, repugnant. Uh, rep- yeah, the repugnant stuff. And uh, I figure with that, because even that that did sell very well for us, by the way, too. Like with the I'm sure piece. it did. Yeah. And I fi- kind of figured he was going to do more stuff with that. And I kind of noticed a couple other bands around that time, you know, popping up. I was like, yeah, maybe that. This will be like the death metal of 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 Ghost because the the Ghost was so successful. So, so but it didn't it didn't pan out as like I mean don't get me wrong, we stuff that sells for us, you know, pretty well. But not it wasn't like it wasn't like the thrash scene in the two thousands when I saw that. That was just that was just fucking ridiculous. I mean, there was people legitimately like teenagers shit legitimately going out and buying white high top sneakers because that's what they wore in the eighties. I'm like, I don't think they wore those in the eighties because they thought they were cool. I thought they had all those around. Those look ridiculous as fuck. <laughs> You know what I mean? It's but they were purposely that, doing it. Yeah. Happens, yeah. Yeah, it was to that point, so they were trying to imitate that, the 80s look. Uh-huh. I mean, of course, you have a couple guys now that still try to do that. Right. But, I mean, it was definitely, in that early 2000s, it was it was obvious. And, uh, I, I see, I think it was due to bands like Toxic Holocaust and Municipal Ways, because those were kind of like the, uh, and they're still holding it down. Yeah. You know, they're yeah. still pretty good. Yeah, so, I mean, Thrash now, fresh material. yeah, and, and Thrash is still sells, it's just, it wasn't like, it, it, it went from zero to that, because, if you really think about it, like in the '90s, late '90s especially, mid mid to late '90s, shell, I'll even say early '90s for the most part, early '90s to like 2000, there was like you'd be very hard pressed to to uh, say like thrash bands, and I'm not saying like bigger, like more commercialized bands, like like they, they're even questionably thrash, like Iced Earth, Nevermore. That's some people might say, oh, they're more like power metal, yeah. and they were kind of like established big bands. I'm talking about bands kind of coming up and people recognizing. Only one I can think of, which did pretty well, but it even exploded, kind of getting noticed still of later, was uh, Decapitator, which was Exhumed's side project. That okay. came out, um, that first album came out, I think, 97 or so. And even then, that was kind of a big deal, and even that kind of got overlooked. Because, like, nobody was putting out, like, there was no new bands putting out shit like that. Nobody. Hmm. And then all of a sudden, you t- 2000, I don't know the exact year, I think it was around 2003, Somewhere around there, gotcha. dude. Thrash bands popping up left and right, so it went from literally nothing to all over the place. So that's why it was it was abundantly obvious. Like what the fuck? Yeah. Do you notice anything right now? As far like that, like not, trend wise, I feel mm-hmm. like I don't. Know, what do you? Think? I, I think death metal is pretty strong right now. Honestly, I feel like a lot of new bands that come out are inspired by the old school death metal. Is uh, is pretty strong. Yeah. No, I do think it's pretty strong. And um, I, I don't know if it's a big enough to be considered a trend. Um, and I see a lot of atmospheric shit, too. So that's kind of like two two uh, sides of the coin. But uh, I think, I think it's a time now. Um, and maybe that whole, like what I just said, the trend thing. I think in the uh, underground scene, it's going to be to the point where you're not going to see trends like that again. It seems like everything's kind of like kind of even across the board. Yeah. And I think probably the reason for that is probably social media because all, all you got to do is self-advertise your own stuff. It is pretty. So it seems like everything's kind of everything's kind of on an even playing field to find. Yeah. That's my only guess because I'm just trying to think about like what we retail around here. Like what retails more than other and I'm thinking it's all pretty even. Yeah, I'm like well, black, good black metal business, sells, right? yeah, death metal sells. Now don't be wrong, there's bands, there's certain bands where I'm like this band sells like total shit. Okay. This band sells very well. There's those in terms of genres in general. Yeah, it's in terms of genres, even. like I can name. I don't want to throw anybody under the bus, but right. but like I can think of some death metal bands off the top of my head that sell sell like complete shit, mm-hmm. and I can think of some death metal bands off the top of my head that sell very well. 
And I can think of the same for Black Mob. Total shit sales, really good sales. Do you think their music reflects their sales? Or Honestly, I'll go like... on and say this. There's uh, a death metal band off the top of my head, who I won't throw under the bus, that okay. I think their music's very good. You might know who they are. You probably like them too. Or would you definitely wouldn't think they suck. Yeah. And uh, they, their sales are really poor. Do you think there's any rhyme or reason to that? Or is it just... I have just no idea they... why. Yeah. I have no idea Interesting. why. I feel yeah. like a lot uh, Well, then, then, then on the other hand, there's stuff that I think is complete garbage. And I can look at stuff pretty unbiasedly. Like, okay, it's not for me. Mm-hmm. But was, there's some stuff I'm like, dude, this is literally complete garbage. Like, absolute shit. Like crazy. And sells. I always try to, like, factor in, like, if the the packaging and the art and, like, the whole, the, the fan base and the whole hype You know, the machine, packaging and art, like, that's you know? a big, uh, you'd be, you'd really like to talk to my brother Eric then, because he's the one that does all the layouts and stuff. Yeah. And that's, he, he believes that, or he, he believes that, or he wants to believe that, because that's what he's passionate about. Right. Because he does the layouts, and especially when we were young, when we were starting off, he wanted to make them in his elaborate, and we were kind of known for that for a while, like, really elaborate packaging and stuff. Actually. And I think, uh... Yeah, I think that's definitely what kind of got our name out there because we were definitely like, dude, there was nobody else kind of doing that at the time. The yeah, only person that was really kind, awesome. the only person that kind of was was Nuclear War Now, in uh, California, but he wasn't doing it to the same degree because our stuff was more kind of like hand done, custom. Okay. And that's a long story, but the, the short short version of it is because me and Eric worked at a print shop at the time, so we accessed the machinery and stuff. Mostly Eric, well, well pr- pretty much Eric. <laughs> I but I worked Shout as well. Out to Eric. <laughs> well, because he uh, he ran like a die cutter. And so he was able to do a lot of the stuff in house, kind of like off the clock. So there's nobody else that had that, to, you know, because. Cool. Yeah, so that's how we were able to do some of the shit. Someone like uh, Nuclear Now, like I said, he kind of did it. He just included a lot of extra cool shit. Like he would do like first 200 on a colored vinyl, and then he might come with like a poster and a patch and like a fucking button and whatever the hell else he wanted to stuff in there on just the first 200. And then the re- other 800 copies were like. You know, black vinyl, just the album. You know what I mean? Right. He that was called his like diehard version. So he was doing that. So I'm not gonna sit there and say we we're the only ones kind of doing like special packaging, but like the especially in the early 2000s, the way we were doing it, yeah, there was nobody else for sure. Interesting. And like I said, but we kind of had kind of had it made for that. So, but Eric, that was Eric's huge thing. Like you're saying, going back to the packaging, yeah. Whether that's true or not, like he'd be the guy to talk to about that because that's what he's passionate about and likes. Um, I think it definitely helps in like. My honest answer, if you just want a quick answer on that, if I think packaging matters, I think it does if you're an established band and already known. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, if you're like Iron Maiden or whatever, and like you have like, you're putting on your new album, and, and you don't have to be as big as Iron Maiden, that's a bad example because that's a pretty enormous fucking band. But like, it'll keep even like Cannibal Corpse, you know what I mean? Like, if you go out and like, they, they put out their brand new album, they do like just a regular like CD version, right? And then they have this elaborate like box version, and there's fucking all these extra little things in there. Yeah. I think that, that average person that collects anything, they're, they're going to go for the more elaborate, like, cool packaging. They're like, oh, fuck, you need a few bucks more. They're going to go for that. At least I know I would. 100%. Yeah, for sure. So, But if it's like you're just checking out a new band, like Faith Extractor, for the first time, you're probably like, I'm just going to buy the $10 disc because I never even heard it yet. You know what yeah, I mean? or just download it. Yeah, There's correct. that, too. Yeah. So yeah. I think... It, yeah, you got to take it in context. Does it matter or not? I think it depends on the band. and uh, Right. Yeah, I'm just fascinated with the business aspect of it, of all that. Just, you know, it, <laughs> Dude, I, we're probably like... Trends and stuff. Not that it ma- I think the only thing that matters is the music. I love the packaging because I'm nerdy and I love like the horror imagery and like the cool art. And I always try to support that and emulate that in my own shit. Uh, so I think it's just a bonus and I think it's awesome. But I just am fascinated with the business side of things as to how much that matters. Yeah, 100%. Uh, and vinyl the, variants and all the that The thing shit, is, is like, you know, see, I, I'm kind of like... 
the opinion I just gave of what matters mm -hmm. is also kind of it might be slightly biased, but I but it's also coming by what I've seen with my own two eyes as far as shit selling. But that's how I am too, because like first thing that matters first, especially especially if it's a new band, like hey, check out my demo. It's the only thing that matters is the fucking music. Of course. What does your music yeah. sound like? That's all I care about. Of course. But if it's something I've been a big big fan of for a long time, let's say those so we took like Fair Cannibal Course album, Tune the Mutilated. If they put out like a deluxe, like reissue version tomorrow, and it comes with this fucking flag and everything, like I'm an going to buy. It. Yes, yeah, I will buy. It. And I, dude, I already, I own a few different pressings of the LP, a couple different CDs. You know, what I mean, I own, I, I don't need it. I fucking have it. I have a picture disc on my wall. You know, what I mean, I have the fucking album. Yeah. But if they do something deluxe, thing, I will go out and buy it again. Now, will I do that for every album I like? No. No, but that's your favorite album. Yeah, that's but I mean, your favorite band. Yeah, but you I mean, there's other bands. Like, there's, there's ones that I, other ones that I like a lot that I would do that for. Yeah, but you're saying you might you have to be an established band to like get correct. That, that's right? that's why like Exhum did a really good job on their new album, the uh, Slaughter. What's um, the uh, the horror? Yes, yeah, horror. I wanted to say slaughter called. Yeah, horror. Um, they they had like the whole blockbuster like kind of. Oh yeah, the look of it is cool. Like, yeah, and I, I like rented. that. I, it's funny you mentioned Exum because uh, first off, Exum I'm a huge fan of. Yeah, they're awesome. And uh, I like I like the. Oh, did you, did you go to the show? The uh, yeah, I was Boundary, there. Gate Creepers. Yeah, I was there. Yeah, probably saw you. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah, I was there. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I liked the new album a lot. As a matter of fact, so, so my favorite my favorite Exum albums are actually my favorite is Slaughter Cult, which we put out on vinyl. Yeah. That was always my favorite. Then my second favorite was the first album, Core Metal Soul. Basically, second album was my favorite. First album was my second favorite. And then my newest favorite is actually the new album. I, I, I like that. With yeah, you. I was like, oh, so wow. Because it was kind of like, it reminded me a lot, especially of their early seven inches. Just the, how the songs are shorter, really mm -hmm. cut and dry. Raw Sewage back on vocals. I mean, he was on the previous record too, but that, that album was different. It was like concept, long songs, things like that. Yeah, this one was more back to, to like what their seven inches were with Raw singing. And, um, Little grindy, little short songs. Yeah, correct, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yep. And uh, the, uh, but uh, yeah, the look of it, yeah, with the horror, because the cause, uh, VHS tapes. Yeah, the aesthetic. Yeah, it was of pretty it, neat. They had like cool packaging. Yeah, too, yeah. Like, and I, the, uh, but I thought you meant like maybe they did like a special pressing of an LP or something, because I bought an LP actually at the show, because they had a, uh, like things like that, I will, for bands I really like like that. Yeah. They had just a uh, tour one that they're doing just only 100 on a color. So I'm like, oh, I definitely want that. So, you know, I bought that. And, yeah, that's uh, pretty cool. Um, it's cool seeing bands do it like that, but I feel like you have to be at, at, Exhumes, band, yeah. at Exhumes level. To exactly. That's, that's just kind of like, that's what yeah. Iron Maiden, terrible example. A band like Exhumes level, even. Yeah. yeah. you got to be, yeah, you've been doing this for a while, you know what I mean? Yeah. you got albums on your belt. Yeah. Ground for sure. Correct, yeah. And that's the way I, that's the way I look at it. Then you start doing like elaborate shit for those bands if you sign them and they're on your label. That's what I, my take is. Other than that, you kind of, yeah, it's kind of funny. I didn't even think about it as, uh, that I have said that to like in meetings and stuff like that to Eric because Eric likes to do like a lot of elaborate shit just just across the board. Yeah. And my whole thing is you can't and you shouldn't. I think the best way of uh, saying it is, you kind of have to earn your stripes. So if you're a new band, you got to earn your way there first. Because to me, it's almost not fair because you're just now in a society that like you got your first. You say you're a 17 year old kid. You're on your first album. And you're putting out, yeah, you put your first record out, and you're on the same status of packaging as Exhum, let's say. Mm -hmm. Let's say you're both on the same label. Let's say you're both on Relapse Records, and you're getting the same treatment. I just don't think that that's. It's fair. Yeah, I don't think it's yeah. fair. I say like, you just, you guys might not even be around five years from now. They've been doing this while you guys are still playing with the GI Joes. And to kind of sink all that money into that like one new band. Yeah, size but even if like, like money wasn't an option, you're like, yeah, oh, fuck it, we'll sell them. Don't worry about it. Like we'll make our money back and plus, uh -huh. even that was the option, just from the the point of like. Yeah, you got to kind of earn your stripes, you know? That's the way I see it. I agree with you. So. That's, okay, interesting, yeah. I always want to ask about the business questions, too, just because it's 
just interesting to me and uh the whole art thing is cool too uh when you first started this actually i just wanted to ask about like the how did you first get into all this like you and your brothers and the whole thing how did we get in the business how yeah. did i get in the music the uh business so i don't remember exactly how it first started i mean i, I do but i mean as far as like where the conversation came i don't remember yeah but how it first started started off with just a web website and the reason for it was that i mean so Back in, I don't want to say back in the day, like I'm some old ass fucking man, even though it kind of was back in the day, think about it now, is yeah. because time, the reason why I say it, because times were totally different. Like there was no YouTube, it was fucking dial up computers, you know what I mean? Okay. So what I'm getting at is we were enthusiastic metalist guys that were, that were collect CDs and records, right? Yeah, it's very authentic. I kind of figured. This so what it was is back then, like right. back in the day, you didn't have this like check it out on YouTube first. Your way of checking out is when you bought the fucking thing. You check it out when you get home. Yeah. If you were lucky, there might have been like a, a record store or whatever that might let you listen to some of the open CDs first. Okay. There was a couple places like that, but that was few and far in between. And that's only if they had shit in stock. You know, so the more underground stuff. So you gambled. Yeah, yeah. You just yeah. you bought it. So what yeah. happened? So you're basically buying shit to check out. What's going to happen inevitably? What? You're going to find the shit, you, a bunch of shit you don't like and Correct. waste money. Yeah. Exactly. So now yeah. you got a bunch of shit you don't like. So now what? Yeah, exactly. So what do you do? You what do you do? Right, you want to sell it, and you're like, okay, well, we got like places like Record Exchange or uh, something like that. You go, the, you can take it up there and get fifty cents. Well, what the fuck? I mean, I'm, might as well just keep it for the correct the hell of it. Yeah, correct. So what we did is we started. Uh, idea was between the three of us, let's start up a website and sell off the stuff that we don't like. Kind of like because we took real good care of our shit too. It's like it's kind of like if you buy like um whatever. Let's just say you want like a first pressing demolition hammer CD of whatever, 1990, and, like, you buy it on eBay. You can okay. find someone that's, like, in mint condition. It's, like, it's fucking 30 years old, but you can still find one uh -huh. because a lot of metalheads, they take good care of their shit. You know what I mean? We take Some pride don't. in it, yes. Yeah, so we were like that. So it's, like, it's a new condition. So we would just, we start a website to sell off the stuff that we didn't like. That's why we started. And then from there, yeah. it was kind of like, I don't remember how we found out or we asked or... Maybe Chase sent an email. I don't remember exactly how I found out. But we, we figured out, for whatever reason, that, okay, most of the stuff that we're buying, we're buying threes of anyways because we didn't share anything. We just bought our own copy. Okay. Yeah, you know, so we were All buying right. three of them. Anyways. like, well, why not buy five or six, get it at a wholesale rate, and sell the rest off at retail? So instead of paying $12 a CD, and I'm just throwing out regular numbers. I don't yeah. know what exactly that is. Whatever. Instead of uh, buying a CD at $12, like the new Cannibal Corpse, why don't we get it for seven dollars? Get six of them. We each take one, and sell off the sell rest for twelve. Cool. So we put up. You got a website for let's get rid of stuff. Now my collection, all I have is the stuff that I like. Don't have to keep the stuff that I don't like. You know, I didn't lose my money on that. Get my stuff. Get my own stuff at a wholesale rate because, like, say we bought five Cannibal Corpse CDs. I mean, six Cannibal Corpse CDs at um, seven dollars. Let's say, and sold for twelve. We each put our seven bucks in to get our own copy, right? Mm -hmm. Now you have three copies left at seven bucks, right? Mm -hmm. And you're selling them at twelve, so that's five dollars a disc profit times three. That's fifteen dollars you made profit, right, off those three discs. We didn't take that money. None of us took that money. Right. We just kept it in like a business fund. And what we it was just a business. Well, that's any. It was just like a PayPal business. account for the thing. We just kept in that, and it built up, build up, build up, build up, and then it got to the point to where we it just. <laughs> Yeah, I, I was going to say at points. I just so you got through money collecting, and you don't. You just kept reinvesting into the business. 
Well, yeah, that was inedible. We did do that. You but uh, to, right? I'm trying to think like what I was going to go with with that. I kind of lost my train of thought. Is so we did that for years, and uh, the only reason was you had to get their own stuff, and so, but because we never took a loan or anything like that out. Cool. You know what I mean? That's uh, awesome. Just, that's awesome to hear, man. So that's why, well, anyways. That's how the I guess in a nutshell to put it in. That's how the company started was just for that. Okay. You know, get our own basically for our own personal collection and kind of like okay, we'll just do this side thing as a hobby because it's you know it's fun, whatever. Um, even though you know, I mean, I dude, know. you can tell it's all just pure passion. It's, it yeah. feels like it was started like that, and it just we're in this awesome warehouse. It's yeah, awesome so it started like that. Really just, you'd, you'd cool. call it like you'd call it like we kind of build it on our own as a distro, just the, the, the distribute like a, like a uh, okay. distro. But when the label part came through, our um, we knew him for like a eh, maybe a year or two now was uh, Jim Sadis from Nunslarge and Kanye okay. passed away a couple years ago. Okay. Um, he peace, came sir. up. What's that? Is it rest in peace? Yeah, he came up to us. Uh, he was doing a side band called Spawn of Satan. Sweet. And uh, he wanted somebody to put out the uh, CD. He just didn't want to do it himself. And he asked us if we'd do it because he knew we were doing the, you know, quote unquote just website distro, whatever the hell you want to call it at the time. Uh-huh. Um, and we were like, well, I mean, keep in mind, dude. I'm like, at this time, uh, that time, yeah, I would have been 16 then, but when we started the thing, I was 15. It's like, so cool to get into this so young. Yeah. So yeah, I wish I would have. So I would have been fifteen, but Chase would have been like seventeen, and Eric would have been like eighteen. That's rad, dude. Yeah, because we each had a little, little we each had a little little role. We each had our own little niche. Like Chase did the website. Uh-huh. Eric did the fucking. Um, and I just call it like it is, man. I don't give a shit. I don't think like anybody's better or worse or anything like each part is their part. Chase did website and like kind of like the emails. Uh-huh. Eric did uh, layout type stuff, and then whether it was for the website or. Drawing stuff up because he, yeah, he's a really good artist. More artistic side. Yeah, all artistic side. And me, I basically did the grunt. Maybe. You know what I mean? Like run up to the post office, the case and CDs. Like because the CDs come in, they're uncased. Uh-huh. Case no, all all just the manual fucking bullshit shit. That's cool. That's what we did. Those were our roles. That, that, that's very similar to this day. I'm sure. Uh, so I mean, things have switched a little bit, but yeah. but they're very very similar to this day. Um, so that's what we did. And so anyways, it, you know, so yeah, start was 15, so 16, yeah, 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 I was 16 when this. Because, yeah, we put it out almost pretty much right away. Jim came up to us and said, hey, you want to put out a CD? And for, first off, we don't know anything about putting out a CD. Like, you don't know how many, you know, we knew nothing. This is not like, it's like if you ask a person, like, who hasn't done it nowadays, but they collect CDs and shit, they, I think they have more of a generalized idea even now just because it's kind of more like, I don't even know what the word is, just because probably social media, you heard it, you know a buddy or something. For our time, it's like we didn't, don't, had no clue. It's like, what, you got to be a millionaire to do that? You know what I mean? Like, we had yeah, just no idea. No concept. And he kind of explained to us, like, well, no, it's like, did you, he's like you, you press a thousand at a time. He's like, and, uh, you know, to press a thousand, I mean, give or take, to press a thousand seeds is about a thousand dollars. And we just kind of, all right, well, between the three of us, we can easily come up with a thousand dollars. I've had a job since I was 13 years old. Right. My brother's always worked too. So we had an in- income's like, well, that's like 333 bucks a piece. That's like jack shit. I can come up with that tomorrow. Yeah, well, you know, so it's like, awesome. just, yeah, I'll put it out. And it's like, uh, well, like, okay, so money's not an issue. Come up with that. And he's like, well, how do we go about it? He's like, well, you know, meet up with me this week, I don't, you know, this weekend or whatever. But in real time, so time uh, soon after that, we met up with them. He took us up to the um, plant that he does it. Well, I don't know if he's got the plant more of like a broker. But anyways, it's called A to Z Audio. A lot of guys here from Cleveland know who that is. They've been around fucking forever. They were around forever at the time. They're still yeah. here today? Yeah, they're still here today. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we, that's where we get our uh, CD uh, jewel cases from, actually, to this cool, day. Cool, man. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, we still do, do a little bit of business with them. I love um, it. So he drove us up there. We met all the guys and stuff like that. Not that you, you don't even need Like, there's people that send their stuff from whatever. You know, you can send it to fucking Sweden if you want to to press with them, you know? Okay. 
met up with them, and uh, Jim had everything I'm pretty sure laid out as far as art files and stuff. That part, I don't remember how he supplied it, but I think he kind of showed the ropes or kind of, or maybe not, I want to say showed the ropes, but kind of like, because I'm trying to figure out how we learned to do the next ones, right? Yeah. For whatever reason is, whatever we saw, because all three of us went there, Eric was good with like Adobe Photoshop and stuff like that. He kind of just either saw how it was done and put two and two together, like, oh, I'm already using Adobe, or just kind of like, oh, this is what he's doing. I could do that type of thing. You know what I mean? Because we saw the guy, you know, putting it up on his computer screen. Okay, Jim, this is the files. Here's the cover. Here's here's the fold. You know what I mean? The fold out. Here's your disk face. All that, right? Yeah. So you're pressing. Yeah. And uh, so he kind of just saw all that. And that's kind of was our learning thing. And just paid the bill. And like Dwayne, Dwayne was the owner there. He's like, we'll give you a call in a couple of weeks. You can pick them up. Or we can ship them to you. Of course, us as the kids, like, fuck, I'll save $15 on shipping. He's like, my, oh, this is me. Yeah. I'll drive up there. Pick them up. Pick them up. And that's, that's what we did. And uh, we got it with no cases to save on a little bit extra money. So we bought blank cases. Like, okay, well, we'll probably do uh, trades because Jim explained that to us too. He's like, you could trade with other labels. Like, like, well, people are going to want our stuff. He's like, well, yeah. He's like, especially example, you know, just put like quotation, uh, you know, side project and unslaughter people trade. So we did. It's like, so when you trade, he's like, when you ship in the mail, like, you don't send them with cases. You send the discs nice and packed, like wrapped up so they don't get scratched, and bubble wrap like the booklets and stuff like that. Because if you send thirty discs overseas. In cases, it's gonna be expensive to ship because it's heavy. Now you send like thirty overseas with right. no cases, it's gonna cost you like ten dollars because it's way less heavy. Makes total sense. So I don't know if you knew that or not. I do not know that. No, oh, that's what goes on the underground. This has been going on for before us even. Yeah, well, that's I'm what sure. we still do to this day. I'm sure, yeah. Yeah, you you tried like for example, we're gonna trade with somebody in Brazil, let's say, which we do all the time. There's no way in hell that guy sent him with cases. He'd be like, he teaches like no trade. That's what he's gonna say because he's gonna be like, I'm not paying eighty dollars. Just to send it. some yeah. CDs when I can pay 15 Because you, now your cost per unit just went way up. Interesting. Yeah, so anyway, so what we did is we got them all no cases. And then we bought, I think, I don't remember exactly, maybe we bought whatever, how many case copies we're going to case up to sell through our distro, you know, on the website. Because you obviously get to retail some mm-hmm. through your own site and you're going to send that in a fucking case. So maybe we bought like 400 blank cases. And cases are cheap, dude. They're like, I don't know, 15 cents or something, right? Mm-hmm. So, bought the cases from A to Z and uh, brought those home. And uh, I, ca- I would case up maybe like 30 at a time, just kind of when we need them. Because some trades, generally in the U.S., some labels will say, I want them in cases. So, like, for example, when we traded with Relapse, I remember we traded with Relapse Records. And we're like, fuck, we're getting Relapse because we used to wholesale from them. Like, we used to have the wholesale shit. Now they're going to, because now, because Steve Mike, so you press a thousand CDs, right? And they cost you a dollar a piece and you give the band whatever, 150, 200 discs. So now you're down to like 800 discs. So you're you're so whatever your disc now thought you you looking at like whatever buck buck thirty buck fifty a disc right okay well you were buying you were wholesaling the new exhum for like seven dollars so now you're getting the new exhum for a buck fifty buck fifty right you know what I mean so we were like holy shit like this is you know that that to us that was like fucking the greatest thing ever at the time you know so was that like a, a, that a moment when you uh, it was kind of like you're like okay we can do this kind of thing uh not as a business no it was just a hobby just was, was, we just thought it was fun okay never did we start thinking it was going to be a business when no. did you start thinking it was going to be a business do you remember because uh, it's like you don't make a shit ton of money doing this stuff right it wasn't like you made like a, like a bunch of money we're like okay but was there a gratifying moment or anything like that that kind of well put it to you this way so we started when i was the start start of it was 15 years old right i didn't quit my day job and then i didn't take a penny from it till i was uh 
22. Okay. So you figure like seven, seven years. years. Yeah. yeah. You're, putting, you're putting your time in for sure. Yeah. Now, I'm go- not, now, to sit there and say, I shouldn't say I didn't take a penny from it. I didn't, like, as far as, here's a check, Justin. And mm. I've never seen that for seven years. But right. I got other right, perks right. from it. Of course. Meaning, like, whatever merch was at cost or free of or course, whatever. Of course. And also little things, too, like, uh, well, I guess not a little thing. It's a pretty big fucking thing. Is I moved out of my house at 20 years old, right? So keep in mind, 15 years old, what do you think we're doing this? We're doing this in our parents' house. Of course, yeah. So it was me and Erica Chase doing it in our parents' house. And we were, dude, we were already pressing vinyl at this point before we moved out. So by you know, from, so this is the, the the one I told you. That's what I said. That's just the very first release ever. Yeah, I know. That's so true. there was release after release after release after this. So we did CDs. Then went to the seven inches. We did twelve inch LPs. So, anyways, boxes are building up. Let's just say that. So I, I think they never say anything. They were cool about it. My parents, but eventually my dad's like, "You, you guys gotta get the hell out of here." He didn't say that, but that's what he, basically that's what, what he meant. That's what he's thinking. That's I what mean, he said with his eyes. Correct. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, and I'm not a dummy. I mean, I know what the fuck you know. That's yeah, what I'd be we, thinking. You know yeah, what I mean? Of course. So, we uh, we moved out together. We bought a house together at twenty. I was twenty, and so Eric, whatever Chase was twenty one, twenty two, and Eric would have been like twenty three, some of that age. Right? We all bought a house together and started. We bought a house together, and we ran the business out of there. So uh, we found a house and uh, bought that. Now this is where I'm going about as far as taking money from it is. All right. I benefit from because I lived in that house for free. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. So yeah. But I was working a daytime job at the same okay. time. So the first two years because I quit my daytime job when I was twenty two. Not when I was twenty. So, I mean, in a sense, I was making pretty good money because in my day job, I was, uh, like I said, I worked for a printing company. I was a pressman operator. Okay. I was making like $15 an hour, and I had I had uh, no rent and no utilities. It was completely covered. Because that was kind of like the business pays for this, but you work for the business. Right. You know what I mean? It, we looked at it as a business cost. This is our warehouse. It's pretty fair, yeah. And, um, and for context, what year is this about? Uh, at age 20, like when we moved, my first yeah. moved out. That would have been uh, 2005. Okay, so you started in like basically 2000? 2000, 2001, yep. Okay, yep. cool. 2000 is probably right, right when we started the website, and then 2001 is kind of like we established like as a label, and I'm almost positive that's the same year the Swan of Satan came out. Like, it, it had to have been. Uh, yeah. The Swan of Satan Blood 6 CD. And, uh, yeah. So 2005, then I would have been 20 then. And, uh, yes, we moved cool. out. And so like 2000... Seven is when I would have quit my job to do this full time. Chase was the first to quit. Okay. Chase, it's funny. You know, it's funny about that too. Is <clears throat> I'd love to get you all on here. That'd be that'd be a lot. Of oh fun. yeah, uh, yeah, we could. But like, you know, it sounds like like we're best of friends, but we're I mean not. I, no, right, dude, I understand. We're like, we're not, brothers. I yeah, get exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, we so it. like we we get along, but we have our own. Uh, you know, someone once told me, so uh, actually story, a few people yeah. told me this, but I mean, I remember when I first was told this, I think I was 20 when I was first told this, but a lot of people told me over the years, uh, like people have enough, they don't even know each other. And they've said the exact same thing. Like, dude, you guys are so much alike at the same time. So very different. That's probably what makes it work. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. You know, if you're all the exact same, it probably wouldn't work. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're Correct. all too different, you'd be killing each other. Yeah, yeah. exactly. More so than you are already, probably. Yeah. No, they just, they just uh, I think that's part of what it works, too, is because you could just say openly what you think. If it's like, hey, asshole, you fucked this up, what are you doing? You, you, that's how you said it. That's how that's how it said. It's well, exactly like that. Talk to each other. Right? Yeah, yeah. So that's, uh, that's pretty awesome. much. And like, yeah. I, I mean, I'm sure they. Don't, I mean, I didn't ask their opinion, but that I means working over the years. So I don't. I'm assuming they don't care. I don't give a fuck. Right. Like if Chase texts me, hey fuckhead, like I don't, I don't, I don't take, I don't care. Yeah, like, I don't it makes it so comes. much easier. Yeah. yeah. One more comfortable. I prefer things anyway. to the point, anyways. At least now that now I now I know where we stand. Of course, know? man. I'm thinking of, of topics. So, 
But, uh, so no, yeah, uh, but, you know, because uh, ironically enough, Chase was the first to do a full-time. The reason that's ironic, he's the only one out of us that went to college. Only one. I never went to college. I didn't go to college either. And But Chase quit first because, like I said, at, like I was talking, I think it was off off camera, um, that uh, he, he, it's funny because, like you said, I don't know who Chase is. I'm like, dude, I'm used to everybody knows who Chase is and no one knows who the fuck I am. Because he's kind of like, he's the... Um, He's the beginning of the operation. For example, you're going to do a release. It kind of starts with Chase because he's like, dude, that's who you're in contact with. Yeah. You know what I mean? It kind of goes down the line. Then they learn who Eric is if, if, if he's the one doing the layout. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Or the band's like, oh, I want to do my own layout or whatever. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like an, it's a domino effect with things. You know what I'm saying? So you're the last in mind. Pretty much, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've set up a few releases on my own stuff that I really wanted to do. Awesome. Um, like, uh, well, well, there's actually lots, but I mean, like... So there's those bands I was in contact with. Usually stuff that I was I was passionate about. You know what I mean? Like uh, like actually Zoom's one of them. You know, awesome. talking to them about that. So I'm like, uh, awesome. I don't know if you ever met. Have you ever met Matt Harvey from Exum? I have. Yeah. Super super cool guy. He's very. All those guys are really yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I remember the shit. That's totally off topic. But I remember I got stories about those guys too. Right? That had nothing to do with Hell's Angels. Just meeting them like yeah. in the early days. Oh yeah, we can talk about that too. So that's great. Uh, but uh, yeah, so really cool guys. But uh. But yeah, so Chase, yeah, he he was um, he was doing like uh, I don't remember exactly what he fucking did. I want to call it like IT tech, maybe that's what it was. Whatever something shit like that. that I didn't know. Yeah, something with computers. Off, and off, major office money. job and in a cubicle, opposite of what I did. You know what I mean? I was more of fucking um, hands labor. on. Yeah. yeah, yeah, working with a machine and shit. So uh, yeah, we're weightlifters. We know we know what that. Well, like. I, I didn't, do, but that was even before I was even working out. You know what I mean? I oh just, yeah. I just saw it to be hand. That's just well, I went I'm to uh, we, well, we, me and Eric, well, all of us did. Yeah, even Craig did. Uh, we went to a vocational school, which was not because, oh, fuck, yeah, we're, like, like come for some family. No, it was just an option, and it was, like, this seems better than the shitty homeschool we're going to. Like, Poor anyone could have gone. It wasn't, like, man, his parents were fucking doctors and lawyers, which I've heard that, too, which I don't know where the fuck that rumor came from. My parents aren't doctors and lawyers. Uh, or mine. But they, they uh, it's a, it's a uh, vocational program to where if you want to stay your, your last two years in high school, you can go stay there, which, in my opinion, you're an idiot if you do. And, and, or you could go to this, it's called the JVS or vocational school, and you could basically kind of learn a trade as one of your main classes, and you take up your main academic classes, math, shit like that, and it's like an hour short of the day. I'm like, this is a no-brainer, you're a total fucking retard if you stay at your homeschool. And it was, <laughs> it was like Medina, Brunswick, Highland, Black River, all these uh, schools around. So it was all these schools mixed, right? But you'd always get those dumb kids. I'm not going there because my friends are here. Who gives fuck you and your friends? We'll tell your friend to come with you. He's an idiot too if you don't go. Sure. So anyways, we so all went. So kind of get out there. We all went, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Because like I said, but it wasn't because we're geniuses. It's like no, it's just if you had common fucking sense, you went. Because why not learn something else? And it's better than learning about whatever the hell they're going to teach you in language arts that you're going to do nothing with. Yeah. So because there's all kind of stuff. There's cosmetology. There's cooking. There was um, uh, well, yeah, we automo- automotives. Yeah. I took graphic arts, which was like printing and shit. And there was uh, not 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 drawing. I don't know shit about drawing. There's a, I took graphic arts, and Eric just often take graphic arts, which is printing and designing of like basically a lot of it. Well, the designing part very much. That's exactly what Eric does today. Like you know the layouts. I'm sure that's where he's learned most of it. I think a lot of it was self taught. Mm-hmm. But um, that's where his first experience would have done with like Photoshop and shit like that. So I got hired out of there because I was like more the because uh, if you know like. Um, in the print industry, when you go, uh, there's kind of two departments. It's called pre-press, where they lay it out and get it, like, uh, plate ready. And then there's the 
press part where it's on the printing press. It presses. I did the printing press part. And then there's bindery after that where they cut it down if it needs folding, et cetera, et cetera, right? Uh-huh. So I did the uh, press press part. And then Eric did the uh, kind of, he was kind of like the bindery thing, but a uh, machine operator as well called a die cutter, which if it needs a special shape or whatever, he did that. That's how we were able to do special shape covers and shit. Sure. that. But uh, so we did that, and then Chase went to, um, he went to Tri-C, I believe. And uh, I don't remember exactly if he got laid off or why he quit to do the business full-time. That's where my memory's foggy. But he was the one doing it full-time, and we just looked at, he. we all kind of looked at it like this will build the business bigger. Even though, again, even at this time, man, at least in my mind, probably Chase was probably, Chase probably had his mind, like, I want this to be a business and my full-time job. He was probably thinking like that, but I, I know for a fact Eric wasn't because he made comments. And I don't think I was either. I don't know what the fuck I was thinking. I was thinking kind of like, I just think I, at the time I was thinking kind of like, I'm making a shitload of money in a sense. Just the reason being because, not because I was making a shitload of money, just because, like I said, I was making 15 an hour. But yeah, no at the, And I had like, yeah, like, dude, my bills were like my grocery bill. Right. That was it. Uh, that Actually, that was it. It's a good life. Yeah, so I'm like, fuck, so I'm just like putting money in the bank hand over fist, you know, because I'm yeah. like, because I wasn't blowing anything. I'm like, I would just buy like whatever records. And hell, even that, a lot of that shit was just coming in. Because my only hobby at the time was metal. So that was the business. So I was either getting it for cost or nothing. Made it work for you. So it was like, all I had to buy was like basically whatever food I was eating. That was it. So like, I was just stashing. My, I'm like, so I just thought of like, this is fucking great. I'm like, just, you know, Sounds I'm doing like what I like to do. Man. I was like, and even my day job, I didn't hate it. So, um, I, I, that was my mindset. I think Chase was probably aspirations for a business full time. Okay, uh, that's my yeah, my guesses because I don't know. Uh, so, Still a, a couple years story either way. Yeah, a couple yeah. years in, then after Chase quit his job to do the business full time, you know, and, and and it was right. I mean, once he was relieved of his day job, he could spend more time in the business. The business grew, skyrocketed. I wouldn't say skyrocketed, but it was growing, a noticeable growth. Okay. Then he talked. We talked. Me, him, and I talked. Uh, you know, Eric was there too, and Eric was uh, Eric was last. I'll get to that in a second. Is uh, Eric and I worked for the same company, and Chase was like, "Yeah, I think you should quit and do Ells full time." And I'm like, "Fuck!" I mean, I was like, "I'm up for it." I was like, "But dude, I'm making pretty decent money." I was like, "And I know for a fact, like, point blank, I've been told in my face, like, I could go pretty high up in this company, you know, uh, that I'm working for, because I was, because I guess I was a good worker, you know what I mean? I guess yeah. the, so." I was like, I'm willing to quit. I was like, but if we got to match what I'm making right now. Like, I actually get a salary, you know, match what I'm making. And I, w- I want to make sure that my uh, health insurance is covered, too. Because I was getting my health insurance from there, too. I mean, I was no, you know, that age, I mean, I don't want to sit there and say I'm a genius because I'm not by no means. I think I'm actually fucking less than average intelligence personally. <laughs> but when I see today's society, I'm like, fuck, you guys are a bunch of fucking retards. I was like, I'm fucking Albert Einstein, I guess. You are. Because, like, like kids are now, like kids, so I was 22. So, like, it seems like, you mentioned health insurance, those are, oh, I don't care. I'm just like, I care. Uh, I, as I just knew. I was like, well, what if I break my leg? Then I'm fucked. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I can't pay for it, you know? What if I get cancer? You know? So, I, I already knew that even at that age for whatever reason, but. We're forward thinkers here. So, so I was like, I was like, as long as I need to get my health insurance paid for, and it's got to be uh, matched, because Chase was the one doing all the ACR accounting at the time. We didn't even have, yeah, even, uh, yeah we didn't even have an accountant at that. What the fuck is this shit? Yes. That's what happens when death comes lifts things in the building. Yeah. The, uh, the lights are out. That happens here once in a while, but very rarely. It's pretty cool. Back on, on, yeah. Hey, man. Well, we hang in the dark. No worries. This is yeah. a cool studio. Anyways, uh, yeah. so what, was, what was I saying? 
Uh, you didn't have an accountant, or you yeah, didn't I didn't have an accountant. Like so Chase did all that. So like for me to quit my job, I because I remember this conversation. I wouldn't say like yesterday. It actually seems like a pretty long time ago. Um, is uh, and the Chase is like yeah, because he was doing the accountant. He's like yeah, he's like I think I think we could swing that no problem. Like that the company be able to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm like, fuck it, man. I was like, all right. I was like, I, was like, I know we're doing better, and you know, it's, things have gone. You so must have been doing decently well then. If they, no, no, yeah, we were getting sales every day and shit. It's just, you know, you got to remember, like, none of us went to business school. None of us set up for business. None of us Me thought of us to do his business. No, but it's all I mean, like, I, we're kind of nervous. Like, of and I have a good job. I'm like, I'm going to quit this. Or what if this doesn't work out? I'm like, I don't want to be like, fucking, like, shoot myself in the foot. Yeah. So I'm playing it safe. I'm just playing it real. You know how you got the, you got you got gamblers. You got some that are like like the dudes like stock marketing. Some are aggressive. Some are conservative. I'm I'm more than conservative, just because my thing is I'd rather be safe than sorry. You know, always plan for, sure. plan for the worst. For sure. So yeah, I was nervous. I'm like, well, I had to be like dead set. Like okay, but he was he was, and I know Chase. He's no dummy. So I was like, if he's like, if you're confident that we can do it, we're gonna go for it, and nothing's gonna be no price. Like yeah, and so I did, and it worked out real well. And then, so Eric was the only one working for the company. Now, he didn't want to quit at all for the longest because uh, we were still doing the elaborate um, releases and pressing, a, dude, we were pressing a lot of our uh, part work there, like, you know, the CD booklets and uh, covers and shit like that. And he was doing die cutting for them. So we were getting it, like, we were getting it very cheap because basically all we paid for it since he was an employee, we paid for basically, like, the, just the... Um, not even labor, because he was doing labor for the most part. We it's paid like just material. for the cost of the of the, of the um, paper and the shit. Material, yeah. Yeah, materials, and uh, and we were able to do elaborate shit. So he he wanted to stay there for that, because I think he was that was kind of like a passion thing too. Like he enjoyed doing it, even though as much as he kind of looked grumpy and didn't seem like he liked doing it, <laughs> deep down he did. Of course, uh, that's what we do. But what happened inevitably is uh, we knew he was the next one in line, and he kind of was always saying, like, I don't think we can afford it. What if it don't work? Now he's like, not because all three of us are on the line now, right? Mm-hmm. But sometimes I think uh, things are thrown at you. I don't want to be that cheese ball guy, like, all right, you know, the world knows. I, I, who the fuck knows? But all they know is this worked out, is he got laid off. Their company worked for their whatever. They, they, they laid off a bunch of people. They do say everything happens for a reason. Yeah, he got yeah. laid off, and is like, well, I guess I'm full-time, too, now. He's like, I'm not, if you guys are doing it, like, what, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's not like, because, I mean, we have equal partnership, you know. Business is not like, well, it's not like you guys just kick back, and I'm a broke bum now. Right. So that's how he was that's forced like, to do full-time, and then ever we've all been doing it. That was, so, he was probably, like, uh, after I quit, he was probably got laid off. At least a year, or maybe two years at most, okay. is when that happened. And, uh, yeah, he got laid off, and then, he, then all three of us were full-time. And then, you know, it, it, with each person, yeah, it just started growing and growing and growing. And then another year or two went by, it was just three of us, and it's like, dude, we can't keep up. Like, there's so much shit we still need to do. That's when we hired our youngest brother, Craig. He was the first person we hired on. So when um, you all went full-time, did, how much of your success do you think was that you just had time more time dedicated to growing the business and how much of it was like the fire under your ass that like okay this is like our job now so we gotta like really step it up or is it just the time because honestly man i think uh, i don't know what is about us even though we'll each bust each other's balls i think if they if they hear this which they i don't don't think they listen to me so (laughs) i think but anyways (laughs) if they did i think all of us have like really good work ethics just in our own way just um, how you were brought up, you think? Yeah, probably. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot and, to be said. And uh, I think so. So I think we were given it 100 percent the whole time, regardless. So 
that step it up, there was no step up. It was stepped mm. up 666% the whole time. For sure. So it was just, now I'm stepped up and I got the time. You just you had know, more me? time. Correct. For it. So you got stepped up with more time of stepped up. That's how it is. Yeah. yeah. So how many people I mean. work for you now? Uh, so well, would you count? Would you count me, Eric, and Chase? Because we work for the company. We're just owners. But we, yeah. So Why can not? you count yeah. those? Yeah. Okay. So uh, keep it in contact with the story. Sure. Let's see here. And just to let everybody know, we're in this like huge ass warehouse right now. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, from your uh, parents' house to your house, you were parents' house to the house we lived in together, and then to here. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And, Do you uh, still have the house you lived in together? Not to ask you a million questions at once. No, yes, that's pretty. Uh, actually, interesting enough. Uh, no, but yes. Okay. And so how that went down first was um, Chase got uh, married and he moved out of the house and bought his own house. And uh, so that's when things kind of started, like, yeah, I won't, I mean, I'm not obviously going to get into, like, the, the nitty-gritty, but it's, uh, <laughs> yeah. it's, uh, that's when we started talking about who's making, like, how we decipher, like, pays, because now, like, before it was, like, just the company paid for the house, and when we quit our jobs, we, we did write a salary, but it's, like, now that we're moving out and shit like that, you, you would have really, I know, that was another, that was, like, the next point of negotiation as far as who makes what and how you make it, you know what I mean? Right, right, right. Because Chase got married, he moved out. And bought a house. And then uh, I got, shortly after that, like maybe a year after that, I got married and moved out. Eric stayed there. Right. So, um, you know, we negotiated all that because, you know. You have to. Uh, so Eric stayed there. I bought a house. Chase bought a house. This was, um, this was in, um, like when I moved out, it was in um, 2000 and, uh Nine. Yeah, that's when we bought that house that we did together. 2009. And then uh, Eric kept that house. It, just, it was solely his. And he rents it now to our sister, who's our youngest sibling. Oh, so she was, so he technically still owns it and rents. So that's what I'm saying. Kind of, yes. Like, I was just... Still last time I was just, Yeah, yeah, still in the family. Cool. For example, last time I was there, which I... There was times a couple of years went by I wasn't in the house at all. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But I was just there on Christmas because my sister had uh, the family Christmas at her at that house. That's pretty. Yeah, cool. So I was there for that. So I, I so yeah, I, I still like if I call my sister up, I can go there today if I want. So I'm sure right. she's not doing anything. So yeah, but That's no, I, cool. I don't live there for the longest time. But yeah, I could to answer a question. I could still go back there. So yeah, it's kind of funny seeing how it is now. As I bet. To, dude, it was just filled to the brim with boxes. Like nobody. It was a two car garage. It's a pretty nice size house. It's um. Was it in this area? Uh, yeah. Uh, well, from I mean, here, we're slightly outside of Cleveland right now, right? Um, I mean, it depends on what your definition of slightly is, but I mean, it'll take you thirty minutes to get to Cleveland from here. Yeah, we'll say so. I yeah. Mean, yeah. Uh, so um, yeah, from here it's like a uh, 15, 20 minute drive. Okay. Yeah, it's um. Yeah, I'm not too familiar with like the surrounding areas of. Uh, yeah, Cleveland it's from it's from basically here, but, so uh, we're considering Valley City right now. Medina is yeah. like the basically the next town over. Like if you just drive straight up the street, you're in Medina within seven minutes or something. So and it's in Medina. So um. Right. So are you also in the area? Um, me yes, I'm very close. Now me, uh, I just bought a uh, the house that I moved out of that I just told you about. I moved. My wife and I bought a new house. Uh, uh, March will be two years that we bought the house, and that's eight minutes from here. That's in Brunswick, 
So that's real nice because I'm always here anyway. That's so, easy. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm in the area for sure. Chase, he lives in a, for lack of a better term, Cleveland. Well, you actually know where um, you go to the shows, the Foundry is. And, yeah, and absolutely. Class, like, he like, can walk to those. He lives on one of those, like, there's these newer houses that are built and these, like, off-roads. Like, it's a pretty fun, cool area. Me and my girlfriend and I See, I always thought it was going to be, like, a total... When he said that, I'm like, you're moving that shithole? Because you think about, like, behind now that's class and stuff, and you're like, fuck, I feel like I'm going to get robbed. But no, it's not like that. He's off of one of the side streets where his his house was just built, like, a couple years ago. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, yeah, it's nice. See, that's where he lives, so I guess it's... Is that considered Lakewood or Cleveland? I don't even know. I think it's Lakewood. So that's where he lives, and then uh, Eric lives in... uh, Actually, Eric lives real close, too. He lives probably, like, 12 minutes away. He lives, like, two minutes from my old house. He's living with his girlfriend now, which is in Medina, which it's very close to where I, my, my last house was. And then uh, Craig, he li- Craig actually just bought a house, like, like literally, like, last month. He lives in Cuyahoga Falls now. Now, that is kind of a haul. Now, that's more like 45 minutes. Yeah, that's kind of a haul. Yeah, that's I've like been there. From here. Have you been there? Yeah. Um, is that is that where the Blossom Music Center is? Yeah, yeah. He's very close to that. Okay. Yeah. 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 Exactly. I've been there. Saw, yeah, he's over there. Saw Hank Williams Jr. there. Oh, okay. Got really hammered. That's, yeah, he's uh, he's over there. That's, that's where he's at. <laughs> that's kind of funny. You know where that's at, but that's yeah. where he is. Yeah. But he just he was there. He was in Strongsville, which is just the next town up. Okay. And um, but he like literally just last month he moved. Oh, cool, man. Yeah, and the la- very end of last year, you know, December. So, um. So you know, yeah, that's where we are. Sort of an awesome operation. So that's a, that's a cool backstory, man. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's, and uh, it's still going strong, obviously. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, I mean, yeah, it's definitely I mean, good. Yeah, it's, 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 going a, it's a labyrinth of uh, heavy metal nerdness. I can't wait to dig into it. Sweet. Yeah, man. Yeah. What's uh What's coming up for you guys? Anything? Release wise? Yeah. I'm trying to or think. What's coming any, up? Anything that's going on with Hell's Headbangers? Now's the time. Let them know. Uh trying to think uh, i mean honestly because like to me like nothing's new it's just the same old same old every day you know what i mean it's, like new shit comes in all the time shit goes out every day i mean yeah. it's like uh but as far as like a brand new release like pimp i mean like obviously whatever just came out in the recent since it's announced online and yeah. uh, i know we're actually as far as like brand new title releases we're doing less this year intentionally um for good reasons i mean nothing bad oh, sure. yeah. part of it's like just you know moving current with what we got and uh and one big reason is there's a lot of stuff that we want to repress that's long sold out, you know, that people were asking about. So it's kind of like almost focus on that because, um, just because there's demand for it. So, uh, but so we will, there's definitely new, like brand new titles that are be happening this year, but that, that's part of the big discussion that, that this year will be different is like the release schedule will be less than it was like the last year. The last year or two was fucking crazy, man. Yeah, you Not have a lot. Out. Yeah. I mean, it was like almost like, almost put out too much you, you guys know? get a lot of merch too like you know, oh, shirts and shit like i yeah. didn't even realize half of it till i saw it yeah no the cat i don't think people, yeah it's, the catalog check the website out i mean it's insane yeah it's absolutely enormous yeah 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 that's so cool though man yeah so uh but no as far as like new like new like what's new with hells I'm, everything yet nothing kind yeah of kind of yeah <laughs> that's, that's yeah every, there's always new shit coming but i mean honestly it's just the same old same old like if you're a fan of like the stuff that we put out and what we're doing i mean like uh then there's that, and then like you like we've talked the distro part. We always get we try to get all the band stuff. You know what I mean? Like yeah, from whether from the most underground job. stuff to like as big as Campbell Course. You know, if like Campbell Course put a new album, I sure as hope we're getting it. You know what I mean? You know, it's just like um, was it you guys getting that new Mayhem box set? Yeah, we are getting that. That looks fucking cool. Yeah, yeah, actually we are getting that. Yeah, yeah. As a matter of fact, I think when does we that might come up. I don't know exactly when it's. It's funny because uh, Chase actually asked me about that uh, kind of recently, and I he told me that he's probably. Yeah, I think he was confirmed with me. He's like, yeah, I plan on doing pre-orders for that because 
when you get dude out, it's, it's a lot pricey, right? Correct, and you get a lot of shit load of them, and then you then they're sitting there, it takes up a lot of space because it's a big box set. So it's nice space. when it comes in, you already have the orders from them that they're shipping right out, so it's not just taking up a bunch of shelf space. So um, yeah, he did, so it's probably not long from now because yeah, he's like yeah, I was like I'm getting these. I think we should put these up for pre-orders, even though it's because usually pre-orders is like our releases. Yeah. We'll do pre-orders on some stuff if we're getting like a fuckload of it. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Or like a big item like that. Uh, but yeah, now we are getting those. Uh, so I'd imagine soon because he asked me that was a couple weeks ago, two three weeks ago or so. He asked me about it, so I can't. Yeah, I saw it on social media. Uh, yeah, I forget when it was at least a couple weeks ago. I did want to ask you about that because yeah. I want one. <laughs> yeah, well, it's uh, who's is it peaceful that's doing it or who's doing it? I think it is. It's probably peaceful. Yeah, I yeah. What? Well, who else would it be? Yeah. Well, sometimes you never know with the when there was that back on black doing stuff. You know, you just didn't know who was yeah, doing fucking what. Because um, sometimes people buy the rights to do shit, but I, I assumed it was peaceful. Um, um, I'd imagine that they have whatever their release date is. So let's say they yeah, announced it. it. They probably the announced it two months earlier or whatever. So whatever they announced, I'm assuming it's a couple months prior to that. Because um, I'd imagine that they're going to get a fuckload of works. Like, especially, like a band like Mayhem sells very, always sold very well. Especially with like the new movie out and like all that shit. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, that was, uh, but, but even even way before that. May, oh, actually, yeah. uh, guaranteed bands for us that would like, like can you predict selling? Um, I could just tell you right out the gate. Uh, Mayhem, Burzum, Bathory, Emperor, Dark Throne. Those are one hundred percent. Just, just, just close your eyes and get it. Doesn't even matter. Classic black metal. Yeah, it's like the, but those particular bands just mentioned. There's like, there's no doubt, no ifs, ands, or buts. You, you get it and sells. I would think be Always more death ends. metal for you guys than black metal. You, you know, what's funny is, uh, it's funny that you say that because a lot. I think I, I always thought people thought the exact opposite. Like I thought everyone thought. Consider us more of a black metal label, or me more of a black metal fan. Like, yeah, it's funny. I, I don't know. Like, I don't know what people. What I just assume what people think. Like, I don't know what they think. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like when I looked at. Um, That's a good way to be, dude. You yeah. Well, because like think. I always Fuck like em. like the, the label Nuclear Now Records, right? Okay. The owner of that's Yosuke, and without me even knowing, even though I do know, is I always just assume like if you had to guess, what's his favorite bands like Sarcophago and like Blasphemy. and it turns out they pretty pretty much that's what it is, right? But I, that, so my assumption was right. But I, I, what I've noticed, just the, the few people I've talked to, what some people assume, like, what my favorite bands would be, like, oh, you want Hells Eyes, you must love whatever. And I'm like, no. Sepultura. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I do like really Sepultura, the very early, early shit. Sepultura uh, is the shit. But uh, I think that they think that, yeah, whatever they assume is just generally not. I, I, I think what they what the general assessment was Black Model, I think. Okay. And I'm like, yeah, I definitely like a decent amount of Black Model. But uh, it's like, yeah, I, like you, I, me personally, I like more Death Metal. Same. But, um, I think, uh, but but again, we're all different. I think Chase, uh, I would guess that he likes more black metal. I think he probably does. And then Eric, I think he's kind of like just in the middle. Like he's probably even. Nothing wrong with being in the middle, man. Yeah, he's like, kind of like. Uh, yeah, I, I, he's, he'd be hard to predict. But I, if I had to guess, he'd probably be kind of in just like he's like completely unbiased. Just hey, if I hear it, I like it. If not, I'm like that too. I definitely have more of a death metal side to me, though. I yeah. think, again, because of rooted in horror and all that. Yeah, yeah, I, I, like yeah, I can see that. Yeah, guttural yep. shit too. Yeah, the black metal stuff. But not saying I don't love black metal. I'm just more of a black metal purist. Okay, like I like like Bathory, like mm-hmm. the old stuff like that. I don't like dig in too much like the newer stuff, but. Yeah, newer stuff. I can't even think of what was a newer black metal band that I like. And, and the thing is too, like, I, mean, I like Wantane a lot. Okay. I mean, they, you could. I wouldn't consider them necessarily newer. See, that's why it's funny. You say that because, <laughs> see, I don't know anymore because, like, for me, I remember when uh, Watain uh, put out their first album. We got it in. 
was it Rabbit Death Curse, that one? Oh, whichever, that, that, that one, that, or is it a cell type? It's one of all those. Okay, yeah. uh, I just remember the, the, what the logo and the shit looks like. I just remember, I just remember I, I didn't know who they were at the time. Right. Because um, I was never a huge Watain fan, you know what I mean? I thought that they sounded kind of neat. I'm like, 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 that's just, was, I was like, okay. I just remember they came out, you know what I mean? I just Have you ever them. seen them? No, I have not. Uh, Craig has. It's Craig, intense. Craig, uh, even if you don't like the music. Well, Craig was a nunslaughter. He played with them over. Oh, there. yeah. You know, yeah, he thought okay. that was, so he said that was cool. Cause, uh, I bet that was awesome. Because Craig's not like a big uh, Watain fan, but he's like he's like the opposite Watain fan. He likes, what is it, the third album? The one that's like more kind of like broken down and like, not broken down, more kind of like melodic. Yeah. Almost like kind of more like dissection, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Uh, whatever one exactly album, I think like that's the third or the fourth album. The one, the, the one, the Elitist, probably like this album sucks. Yeah, and he's like that's the one I like. You well, know that's mean? cool though. No, because he's I not like that. he doesn't really like like raw stripped down black metal. Great. Yeah, okay. So uh, he's like, yeah, I guess I like the Pussy album. He's like, I, I like that one. I mean, so, I like it all. So I think it's cool. Yeah, but uh, no, I remember when that band started. But like, but to use an example, like newer bands, like is that a newer band? I'm like, I, I don't know. Because when I think old bands, like I mean, obviously Bathory's old, Mayhem's old. Uh, so, but newer is like, when someone's like, well, what newer bands you like? I'm like, well, what's newer? I was like, is it, are we talking 2019 or are we talking, what's new? I, I don't understand. I would like, say last five years. Last five years? New. Is there any, is it, what are your favorite kind of bands of the last five years, if you can name any, or anything you're looking forward to that's coming out? Oh, I haven't heard the brand new Toxic Holocaust album and that I, that I would like to. I have not heard it either, honestly. I like, uh, I mean, uh, cause that, that's a band, that's a band I actually like every album by. And that's that's saying something because there's not too many bands I like every album by. Yeah, there's there, there's, there's some, but not there's not a lot. Especially um, in thrash. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So uh, I haven't heard that yet, and that came out whatever just like a few months ago. Um, I really like the new Exhumed. Of course. But as far as uh, new bands, I, I know there are some. Uh, it's hard to think of on the spot. It's kind of an on the spot question. Yeah, but I'm trying to yeah. even think. Yeah, who's a newer, like a brand new band, like uh, newer band that I that I really liked. Uh, oh yeah, I guess this is a newer band. It's probably in the last five years. We we put it out, and it's not just because. And if we put it out, I didn't like it. I'd tell you too. I knew. Uh, so it's uh, I get that a band you. called uh, Abysmal Lord. There's actually something. It just so happens to be sitting next to you. I don't know why. Oh, there Craig we go. One. Yeah, I really like that band a lot. Oh, this Hell Knife's really good too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Craig did that. Yeah, this Hell Knife's good. I actually have this cassette. Oh, do you? Yeah. Oh, okay. I do. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I'm one of those that don't necessarily listen to the cassettes, but if they're cool and they come with the download, I like to buy them. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> you know? Let's see. Yeah, you got it. I didn't even notice this here. That's crazy. I think it's one of the thing, though. It's a red cover. Oh, my yeah. thing here. Okay, yeah, yeah. Abysmal. Abysmal Lord. Yeah. Abysmal Lord. Is it, is I've never heard thing? this. Yeah, they, they, uh, so this is their, uh, yeah, this is their new song. Oh, we got the sentient horror. The yeah, it's Tom's. Our buddies are, uh, yeah. redefining darkness. So crazy. That's Random shit that just saw us be sitting there. I don't Speaking know if he was listening or what. Sweet but the Abysmal Lord. So this is a band. I'm pretty sure in the last five years we did a uh, they did a 12 inch. Looks great. They did a 12 inch mini LP and two full lengths. We released all all three of them. Mm. And uh, honestly, it's funny because that I, I I like this band a lot, but it's funny that I do because they're very influenced by like uh, it's very obvious like Beharit, Blasphemy, Archgo, that type of stuff. And Although I like those bands, I'm not big on that style at all. Like mo like Chase Brown, like, ah, he doesn't like that shit at all. Like I'm kind of not known for like that's not like my forte. I like it, but it's like way down on my bucket list. Uh -huh. But this band's very much in that genre, and I like them a lot. I'll have to check them out, man. That's cool. so. Um, and it's I mean they might be slightly older than five years, but in that time frame, and um, I can't imagine they're much older than that, um, no, unless they're so. pussyfooting around forever just to put something out for their first. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, some bands know. like I we started in. 2005, and then you look at their first album, it's like 2020, you're like, 
took you 15 years to put out an album. Like, what the fuck were you doing all those years? Yeah, you know or they so, were just making demos or Yeah, whatever. so unless they're one of those bands, which to my knowledge they're not, but maybe they were. Uh, so I'd, I'd consider them a newer band, and I really liked them. So That's badass. So yeah, that's one example. But I'm, I'm sure there's a few other. I can't... Uh, yeah, I can't think of anything on top of my head, but uh, yeah, then. Have you ever heard of uh, Mortiferum? I have heard the name. Is that a black metal band? They are like kind of a doom death. Very like kind of a... It, do they have a few albums out? They have one album out on Profound Lore. Oh, that's why I know. We put... Profound Lore, we get um, we do like a assignment with them. We get all their stuff in, so we would have got it in. Yeah. So again, that came through. That came through. I just never listened to it because I just didn't. You know yeah, you mean? should check it out. It's very okay. uh, incantationy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Dude, straight Doom Death, but it's for they're from um, there's a whole movement going on. I don't even know if I want to call it a movement, but like Pacific Northwest, they're from Seattle or Olympia, Washington. Okay. You know, it's kind of like um. That's why I know the name, though, because that we definitely had it. We definitely yeah. sold because if it's on profile alone, one hundred percent, we it's kind of like gross sounding okay. metal. <laughs> okay, good, like well, you said incantation. I mean, like yeah. there's a lot of bands in my book that 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 are like incantation ripoffs. But I mean, like uh, incantate. The first album, Onward to Golgotha, is one of my favorite death metal albums ever. Oh, for sure, for sure. For so, sure. To this day, yeah, yeah, they're very consistent. I think I like. Yeah, yeah, they're almost, almost which is a good thing. Almost too consistent. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. it's kind of the same record every, but. Yeah. They're great. They're they're always awesome. And yeah, did you just see them in Cleveland? What did they play? Uh, was I, that with Dark Funeral? I, I actually, yeah, I saw. Did you that. go to that? I did, and they were, we were in there. Pittsburgh too. Um, yeah, Dark were, Funeral and uh, they were with Morbid Angel Corps, right? Pittsburgh, yeah. That 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 was the tour. Right? That's the same. That was the tour. Dude, that that week. Oh, here, lights, lights back, back on. on. That was the um. Speaking that weekend, dude. Movie. I went to like fucking. I felt like I was an, uh, a teenager again. I went to like fucking three shows that weekend. Like no, I'm almost positive. It was like Friday night was DSI'd. Saturday night was like Dark Funeral, the Dark Funeral Incantation, Belfagor. That was a great show. And then it was like Sunday, or maybe it was the week after, but it was something like really close, it was the Nunslaughter. So it's like, fuck, I'm going to like show after show after show. Like, you know, because if, if it's a show I like, I go. And oh, it's yeah. just so, if it's That's just, the best. A lot of times there's like a few months that go by and there's just nothing that I give a shit that, so I, I didn't go to anything. You know, but. Is there uh, anything coming up around here? Um, the only thing I do kind of know is that's coming up, and no, that's not really coming up, but it's. Uh, because of with the Shadow Kingdom Records, which we do that as well, is uh, the band, which is the biggest band on that label right now, is called Haunt. Oh, yeah. They're playing uh, with it's Haunt, Night Demon, Bewitcher, and Satan. Oh, that'll be nice. That's a Friday night. At, I think I've I, saw I'm, that. I'm almost positive. Yeah, it got announced a couple weeks ago. Yeah. I'm almost positive that's in April, and I'm almost positive Friday night, too, which makes it real nice. That's awesome. Um, yeah. I'll go to that. Um but again, I think that's in April, so that's not really. Do you I, go to shit that is not underground metal shows? Um, would like would a band like Cannibal Corpse count? Is that underground or not underground? Like, um, uh, yeah, that's that. That's like that's not underground. Is speaking to the underground, but like, would you go see like for instance, I'm coming back up to Cleveland because I'm going to see the UFO farewell tour. <laughs> um. At the Agora on in February, like shit like that. I mean, it's not my favorite things to do, but I do like to check out. You know, yeah, uh, I, like I would if it's something I really like, 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 like. Um, I'm just not really a UFO fan. Uh, the guy that does is a guy that works for us. He was just you probably walk past him. He likes a lot of stuff like his favorite bands, like Kiss. Yeah, he's yeah, a much I, older I, guy. I, that I, I like shit on, like that. Yeah, yeah, for he's sure. Uh, but no, I mean, I like like uh, like like I like Iron Maiden, right? Yeah, I, I've never seen Iron Maiden though. Oh, dude. But the thing is, my reason I have it is because like. 
if I want to go see Iron Maiden, I was like, I'm going to see them if I get really good seats, and I'm not paying fucking $500 for tickets. And I'm not going to sit in the fucking lawn and watch them with binoculars or watch them on a TV camera. I was like, I could sit at home and watch them on a TV camera. Makes right? sense. So I was like, that's just my, that, I'm not saying that that's right or wrong if anybody does that. That's just me personally. But if somebody's like, hey, dude, I'm taking you out for your birthday, we're fucking floor seats, I'm like, oh, fuck, yeah, I'll go. You know, I'll totally go. You know what I mean? Right. Um, another thing, too, is uh, I would go to is, uh, I mean, it happened, like, say, like, when Black Sabbath did that last farewell tour with the original lineup, I never got to go. See I, I would, I, I didn't either, but I, I would go to that. Now, I'm still I think the prices were pretty ridiculous for like good seats. I'm I think sure they were. they were. But I mean, like, if it was like if discounting money, like if you're just talking about just forget about the money aspect, would you go to that? Oh, I would 100 go to that. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, definitely. Oh, I went to. The, I mean, again, that's I think that's underground looking. Like, I went to the King Diamond. That oh yeah, that's, the, um, I heard that was amazing. Yeah, it was really really good. It was just right. Yeah, it was Agora. And, uh, oh, dude, that's the most packed I've ever seen Agora in my entire life. And I've been there a million times. That's awesome. Yeah, and uh, that was uh, just in November, so a couple months ago. Yeah, I find it hard to enjoy, unless I really like the band, enjoy, like, a bigger size venue, bigger band, because I exactly. love just the energy of the underground music. And obviously you understand, but for people that don't understand, I feel like it's well, hard, honestly, it's hard I, to grasp. Well, honestly, at that point, for me, I, for me to actually enjoy a show and it's just not a social event, it's got to be a band that I know their stuff and a fan of. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm just kind of, I wasn't on board. It's just more a social event where okay. I'm just kind of there hanging out, socializing with people I know. Yeah. Otherwise, uh, like even it's a death metal band. If I don't know it, it's like, I, I wouldn't say that I'm like blown away. Though. Except, dude, I've seen so many shows. I just like, I don't care. But if I go see Exhumed, I will watch it Exhumed and I will enjoy it. You know, because I know it. I'm a fan of it. So it goes from them as far as like a band like Iron Maiden. You know, if they're playing early Iron Maiden songs, all right, well, I know these fucking songs very well. So I'll enjoy it. As opposed to, whether it's something as big as whatever, it's a big rock band, as to an underground death metal band. If I don't know it, I probably would enjoy it equally so much to where I'm just kind of like sitting there having beers and just socializing. Makes sense. So this is what I was looking up. This is the next uh, March fifteenth home wrecker subtype zero, and I don't know how to pronounce this. San Guzabaga. <laughs> you ever hear that? That's that. <laughs> now that's class. It's funny you say that. That's uh, Sanguia's uh, Sanguizabo. I've listened to the record. I like them. Yeah, it's I good. don't know uh, how to fucking pronounce them. Uh, actually, we talked about, uh, well, I didn't really talk about it, but it got mentioned. And I was, personally, I was for it. I forget what the reason for not. It was talking about us signing them. And oh, I guess yeah. I guess the thing is, is they're, um, from what I understand, it was through Bandcap and their social media. Something about them is really standing out like they're doing very well. They are doing very well. I think it's, I their, know, it's their social media. Yeah, and I was yeah. kind of like, oh, that's interesting. And I and uh, I have the disc. Somebody handed me the disc to uh, listen to and I... I did. I was like, I, I liked it. Yeah, it's and really I was good. like, the name's fucking ridiculous. I can't pronounce it. Yeah. And the, but the subtype zero, I think they're from Cleveland as well, aren't they? They are. Yeah. That's like Thomas's band. Yeah. And uh, on, I think they're on Seeing Red. Oh, which, but he doesn't even do both those. Yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah and uh, yeah, I like I like them too. But I didn't realize when he because actually I think he just gave me one of those when he when it came out. Oh, they're fucking awesome. Yeah, he gave me. I was like, oh, I like this, and uh, and then I found out that they're uh, from Cleveland. I'm like, oh fuck, they are. I didn't even know that. Yeah, they're awesome. I was like, I was kind of surprised. Like I didn't even met the guys. Or hell, maybe I have. Yeah, that's um, it. Now that's class. That's a good venue. When, when good like, venue. see, I would go to something like that if it's on a weekend. Like, when is that? That is Sunday, March fifteenth. Sunday, March. Okay, but even that's not like that's like still two months away. I know. Yeah. Okay. I so don't, you're, I don't you're the same as me. Then you yeah. pretty much like. I you might not go to anything next month, but like then the following, yeah. Yeah, I'll go for four up. days in a row if I have to, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's okay. kind of how that goes. Okay. Yeah. But, uh, so let's talk about lifting real quick, since, okay. since to bring it back to Death Comes Lifting. What uh, 
I know you uh, you don't have a social media, but you've been Correct. featured on my Instagram, lifting in our in our gear, and you're a great representation. So thank you. So what brought you? What got you into lifting? You're a pretty big dude. Uh, what got me into it? I don't know what started me into it. I mean, like I, I just I think I know when I started. Why yeah, I started? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I started when I was uh, twenty two, somewhere in that area. It's pretty late. Yeah, exactly. I didn't play any sports. You're pretty ever. big to start at t- lifting at 22. Usually, you know, guy your size starts at 12. Yeah, no, well, well I mean, I'm 35 now, so 13 years straight. And, like, when I, when I do something, I either do it 100%, I'm not going to do it at all. Like, my 100% is 100%. Sweet. Like, I don't miss workouts. I don't miss meals. I don't miss cardio. I don't miss anything. Oh, like, I dude, don't. I love ever, it, man. Period. Me either. So, it's oh. like, uh, you know, I mean, it's, it's not like, uh, well, are you in the mood? It doesn't matter if you're in the mood. That's yeah, hell yeah. It's, like, it's like, you know, for me, like, I don't wake up, but my mood brush my teeth today. I brush my fucking teeth. Sure. You know yeah. I mean? Oh, so, yeah. I mean, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, uh, so once I started, I started. You know, I mean, now the first two, three years, I mean, I probably didn't make any progress at all. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. I mean, I didn't know. I, everything I know is self taught, everything. And, uh, but I literally didn't know anything. Like, dude, you could do like a shoulder press, and I thought it was, a, I don't know, what am I working my arms? If you ask me, what does bench press work? I'm like, I don't know, arms. You're just doing, going through the motions? Yeah, I didn't know anything. You know what I mean? Uh, I'm sure you so, made some beginner gains, though. Probably. I mean, for me, you though, too, to. like, uh, see, for me, what inspires me, what I like to say, like I said, where, where did it come from for your interest? I mean, I don't know for sure, but I, I know as a kid, I remember always looking at, like, Arnold Schwarzenegger, like, wow, that guy looks fucking great, you yeah. know? Um, like, he looks awesome. Like, like just I remember always thinking that, but I'm not, like, I never, like, being like, you know, little kid thing, I want to look like that. I just thought he looked awesome. Sure. And uh, like Sylvester Stallone, same thing. You know, I thought that was cool. So obviously it was already kind of appealing to me. And then uh, I don't know why the fuck all of a sudden I just decided to do it. I don't even know why. Uh, I'm sure there's something that set it off and I can't honestly place my finger on it. But then, you know, so I was just going to work out to get like, I guess just fit or just have abs or whatever. You know what I mean? That's probably my initial Stay point. healthy, yeah. Yeah, I mean, just, just, just look better, um, just not become a fat fuck. Although, I never had that problem because I was always a naturally really uh, skinny kid. Lean? Yeah, I mean, um, I was like just really just, dude, I was just skin and bones. Like, I graduated high school the same height as I am now, at 120 pounds. Oh, no shit. Yeah, I was skin and bones. And I worked at, uh, so I worked fast food all throughout my teenage years. Dude, I ate that every single day. <laughs> every single day, and I was skin and bones, you know what I mean? You got good genetics, though. So, well, I have decent genetics for... Well, it depends on what you call it, because Because, like, what, what I was going to get to is, uh, so what I follow now is, because I don't follow sports at all, like, at all. Like, I couldn't name you one football player of today if you held a gun in my head. Me either, bro. I like, couldn't name you any. Yeah. But I do like the uh, sport of bodybuilding, if you want to call it a sport. Like, uh, so okay. I, do, I do follow that. You still keep up with it? Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We go the, we, uh, My wife and I go to Vegas every year for the Olympia. Did you go this year? Yeah. Brandon Curry won, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's we, cool. Uh, yeah, I've uh, got a... Uh, we go every year, so this will be your, this year here, 2020, will be our seventh year in a row going. It's awesome. And, I, I uh, was listening to a podcast with Flex Wheeler on the way up here. It's fucking okay. great. I'll send you the link. It's is amazing. Is it right after he just had his leg amputated? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's really good. Is he, is he just talking about that? Because I know he doesn't really. He actually... talks about that, like, towards the end, but they kind of, like, he talks about the golden era of bodybuilding yeah. and, like, all that stuff and yeah, compared so, to today. And... So, it's funny. So, you know who some of these guys are. And, yeah. And, uh. When I was stumbling across, this is right around when I uh, found out what YouTube was. Because, like I said, I didn't know anything, right? So, certain exercises, I was kind of like, well, let me see if I'm doing them right or whatever. And look up, or like, look up routines. Like, I don't know, what the, what the fuck should I be doing? Like, 
Yeah. Like as far as lifts and stuff like that. Because, you know, I was just fucking around doing shit. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. You know, how many reps should I be doing? Like, what's right? What's wrong? Who knows? Like, I've read some books and things like that. And I was like, but anyway, so YouTube. And I, well, I wasn't the first time I YouTube anything. But early on, I came across a very old video from the early 90s. I think he just turned pro. So it was funny at the time. He was like, fuck, what the hell? This is old as shit. But uh, it was an old VHS video from uh, Kevin LeBron. Yeah. That was the first pro bodybuilder I saw. And he was just in a tank top in the gym. And he was an arm routine. I was like, holy fuck. Like, I never seen anybody that big. You know what I mean? I didn't realize that that was, like, possible. Right. So that's from there on out. I kind of just followed it and found out about other guys. And uh, my first bodybuilding show that I went to was the um, Dan Lieberman show in uh, Lakewood, Ohio. He does it every first week of uh, April and the first weekend of uh, um, October and April. He does a show. But he always has, uh, it's it's a natural body or whatever you want to call it natural but uh a natural <laughs> yeah. but he has a guest poser right he gets a top pro that's how you draw out people okay so, do you still do this is this still a thing uh to my knowledge he does yeah i haven't been to it in several years but i've been to it a, you know quite a handful of times okay but i'm 90 percent sure he does still do it that's awesome so anyways he, he always gets a guest poser out there to draw more of a crowd and that's what always drew me in right the first pro i ever seen in person was uh dennis wolf from germany oh yeah and uh, he was the guest poser yeah, I, met and him. I was like blown the fuck away yeah, I was like, I couldn't believe it because like I've always seen these guys on videos and pictures and shit like that, but I didn't believe like that they were that big in person. In real life, right? Yeah, I was like, holy, like it's like, yeah, it didn't. And he's decently with... tall. If I yeah, he's like five right. eleven. Most yeah. of those dudes aren't that tall. Dude, I met all these guys. I met Phil Heath. I met Jane Cutler. I just just I met Brandon Curry. I met Howdy Chupon. I met Flex Wheeler. I met I met Sean Ray. I I met all these guys. Nice. Right? Yeah. And I would say, I can count on one hand how many are taller than me. I'm taller than all of them, and I'm not a very tall guy. I know, yeah, that's why they look yeah. so big. Then, uh, you yeah. know, I'm not, I'm not like towering over all of them, but I'm definitely taller than. Well, I mean, like Branch Warren, like I was kind of towering over him. He's yeah, short. He's short. I um, towered over Branch Warren when yeah. I met Branch. Yeah, I mean, Warren. obviously, any of the two no twelve, any, any of the two twelve, <laughs> any of the two twelve guys are are short. Yeah, like uh, I like that look though. I like the two twelve guys. I think no, I'm, I'm cool. a big fan of yeah. the two twelve. I mean, uh, as a matter of fact, one of the coolest bodybuilders I've ever met in my life. In fact, I can tell you, I can tell you personally, one of the two coolest I've ever met. A pro bodybuilder is Jose Raymond from the 212. Oh, I bet. He and seems I tower like over him. He's like short. He's like 5'4 yeah. on a good day. He seems cool as fuck. One of the beyond cool guy. Yeah. And uh, Cedric McMillan. Oh, yeah. He's cool too. Super cool guy. Yeah. Like uh, those guys. He's real artistic. Now, no, no, oh, Cedric's taller too. Cedric's like 6'1. He yeah. Was taller he's more him. aesthetic for yeah. sure. Yeah. He's, he's basically like the he's basically the modern version of Arnold, only black. Only black, yeah. That's what uh, a lot of people uh, portray him as. But yeah, he was, uh, as far as personality wise, those were the two friendliest and coolest guys that I met. I mean, they're all like, none of, them, none of them were like dicks, but some were kind of like quietish, you know? Sure, sure. So, but uh, yeah, no, I met all these guys. And uh, That's awesome. so I'm a fan of that. And, uh, I very rarely go down the Arnold Classic, though. I, as my, when I say rarely, I mean less than rarely. I've been there once. Yeah, I've never is, been. It's funny because it's only an hour and a half, two-hour drive. I know, yeah. It's just every time it's like either, like, because that's the uh, weekend of my dad's birthday. There's okay. always something going on. And honestly, dude, like, as much as I like, like, the bodybuilding world, I hate it, too. Because... So I started my own shit? Yeah. Well, because the reason why I don't like it is because... Like, you go to the Arnold Classic. The, the Olympia is bad, too, but it's nowhere near as bad because it's pretty much just bodybuilding for the most part. What I mean by that is, like, if you look at the Arnold Classic, it's not called the Arnold Classic anymore. 
meaning it was just a bodybuilding show, right, with an expo. It was everything. It's called the Arnold Sports Festival. Yeah, it was so everything. now you got t- you got people they'll go there like no bullshit. You're like, who, yeah, who's Phil Heath? And they literally look, they have no idea what you're talking about. Exactly. Like, how the fuck are you it's, here? You it's not bodybuilding anymore. That's like go, that to me is like going to fucking the NBA and be like, I don't know who Michael Jordan is. That's yeah. the stupidest fucking. How do you not know who that is? Right. So that was just a huge turnoff. It's just d bags everywhere. Fitness industry. Now, like I said, uh, Olympia, there's d bags everywhere, but it's not as bad because. You'd be hard pressed to find somebody that's there, like even at the expo, that hasn't heard of Phil Heath. Unless oh, yeah. it's somebody that's just dragged, kind of like what you said for your cannibal show, you dragged your mom out because uh-huh. you need a ride. Then, okay, it's like, well, I'm here for my son. I don't know. He follows this. You might find that. Cool. But for the most part, if you just ask anybody at Rano who's Phil Heath, they would know. You know, But I know for a fact, you go down to this Arnold Sports Festival, you'll easily find someone that like, I have no idea. Because they're there for ballet. Like, there's ballet, there's gymnastics, there's arm wrestling. There's CrossFit. powerlifting, there's everything. Yeah. You got CrossFit, and then powerlifters hate bodybuilders. Bodybuilders hate powerlifters. You got that shit, you know what I mean? And then there's people just trying to sell shit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, that's why another reason why it's a turnoff for the uh, for me to go down the Arnold. Although I would. This year, like, as far as the show, is a really, really good lineup as far as who's doing it. It looks cool. One of these days, I'm going to get a booth there. Oh, yeah. I mean, Fuck well, yeah, the sure. only thing is, like, that'd be awesome to do. It's just, oh, yeah, I, I, I don't know, but I've heard some of the supplement company guys I'll do that's, like, retarded. I'm like, what? It's like 2500 bucks. Yeah, at least. I, no, I've heard more than that. At, at least 2500 Oh, so it might be, like, a really small, like, like, like yeah, four-table? Yeah. Four table? Yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah, yeah I heard I heard numbers like ten grand. Or yeah, something. yeah, it goes up to ten grand for like a whole yeah. a whole ass thing. Okay. Yeah, looked into it. Yeah, but I hell. guess I mean, there's no better place to. Yo, sell your oh, oh, dude, thing. it's yeah. like I bet it's insane amount of people. Yeah, insane. It's ridiculous. Like it's like, I went with somebody at the time who's who's who was there before. I kind of just went. He's like, hey, you want to go on up? I'm like, all right. Well, fuck if you're driving and shit. Cause I was like, I don't know. I'm glad I did, dude. I would have got fucking lost. It's like a goddamn fucking little city. Yeah, dude. I, I, I'm, I've never been, but I hear yeah. it's pretty amazing. Yeah, so it's a cool experience. It's not like I wouldn't go or I'm discouraging. It's just, and another reason I don't, plus, well, if we weren't going to Olympia every year, I probably would go there every year. It's just, you kind of pick a shoot, you know what I mean? And you get to go to Vegas for the weekend and have a good yeah, time. Yeah, and that, too, that's you know? the thing I mean, is, too, another reason I, I would go to if, 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 it was at a better time of year. It's in March, and it's in Columbus. Oh, great. I get to go hang out in the fucking freezing cold. Yeah. You know, you're going out in Vegas. It's fucking it's fun, warm. Yeah. It's nice. Yeah, you're walking. Yeah, exactly. If it was like, if it was in May, I probably would go, actually. If it was in May or June, I probably would go. I wonder why it's not. Oh, I Maybe know. Maybe it's I, is I it too close fact, to the I know for a fact why it's not. It's for that reason, for the seat competitors. It's too close, yeah. Yeah, too close. In case you especially want to do it. The guy's bitching wine as is to do both. That's why most of them don't do it makes sense the only reason like for example that's why like the top top dogs they just do the olympia because they're trying to win that mm-hmm. and uh it's just too close because they're, they're well think about ones in uh the the olympia is in september and the arnold's in march it's six months yeah so just you're not gonna get in and out yeah yeah because you know too much you're coming off a diet then you're it's just it's just it's too much of a uh you can do it and there's guys that do it it's just it's a lot, yeah. especially if you're cycling. Well, that's exactly <laughs> well, that's yeah. what they're doing. Yeah. Well, of course they are. So yeah. I mean, that's what you. I mean, that's what. That's uh, what you have, well, you have to plan for that, and like, yeah. So that's what um, Flex Wheeler, the interview I was listening to on the way here, said he uh, would always do the Arnold because he knew he wasn't going to win the Olympia. Like, yeah, I can knew, see that. Knew, you guys have said that. Yeah, because he yeah. just wasn't like, I'm not going to beat Ronnie or Dorian, so I'm just going to focus on the Arnold and yeah. just get the prize money for that. Yeah. 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 No, I, I can totally see that. I mean. uh and especially back then too, it's a totally different time now too. Back then, those guys actually made like good fucking money. I know, yeah. like like for contracts and stuff like that. Now it's like nobody's even sponsored or anything like that. And like that's another part of why, like I said, I like I'm not even like it. Like as much as I like it, I don't like it because 
I kind of lost interest as well. There, well, it's just there's all these new divisions, and I'm not gonna sit there and say I don't like the new divisions at all. I well, I basically don't, but I kind of. Well, no, I say I like no, no, because I, I, I no, because I kind of do. I like like I like the two twelve. Oh, and I like and I like classic. I, I like classics good. I'll take that back. I like classic at the Olympian Arnold level. Outside of that, I don't. Not because I don't like it. I was like, like, dude, I get asked all the time, especially when I'm walking around tank top in the gym. I get asked all the fucking time, which is so annoying. He's like, do you compete or why don't you compete? Or they assume I compete. So what that being said is, unless you're at a pro level, like much better than me, I'm not interested in going to a show and seeing guys that are the same size as me or that are smaller than me. You know what I mean? And condition wise, that's not that to me doesn't. That to me is not a show. It's like I could see, I could see this looking in the mirror, yeah, like, well, or I could go, or I could go into a, uh, my local gym and see this. Right. I was like, when I go, you go to Olympia, I want to see holy fucking shit, a circus act. That's what I want to see. Yeah. So even though like the like the, the classic physique guys at the Olympia, they're still like size wise, they're not like because they're not supposed to be mass monsters. They're extremely impressive because they're the best of the best genetically, you know. Condition wise, everything. So it's very impressive still. Anything outside of that, even at the even the other some of the other pro shows, like the non top tiers, like the like third or fourth tier pros, like say they're doing like a mid show, I'm just kinda like I'm looking at my like, eh, yeah, it's it's fine. You know what yeah, I mean? It's I don't really care as opposed to like even a third or fourth tier pro show with the open class, it's still pretty interesting. You you'll see a weaker lineup, but you'll still see really, really big guys. You know what I mean? Because it's not about I mean, there's some guys that are like the biggest guys, but are doing poorly just because their genetics suck as far as structure and their overall look. You know what I mean? Like, not always the biggest guys win. I mean, by, by, by no means was Brandon Curry the biggest guy, and he just won. Yeah. Not even close. Right, yeah. Um, you know. Who was, who was the biggest guy this year? Do you think it was... Um, oh, I know who was. It was Broly Winkler. Broly Winkler. Yeah, yeah, I forgot his name. Yeah, he's... Yeah, the two biggest guys in the scene right now, him. the two biggest guys in the scene right now, as far as in the top echelon, would be Roy Winkler and Big Ramy. Is Big Ramy still in it? Yeah, he's doing the Arnold. Okay. Well, that'd be yeah, cool. Yeah, he, he took last year off. Okay. Supposedly an injury, but you, know, you never know. Just, you never know. What you never know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I take anything what they say as a grain of salt because they're all liars. Of course. And, but but not liars in a bad way because they have to because you got to be careful what you say because it's fucked up that they have to in this day and age. Yeah, though. yeah, really? yeah. I know. Well, it's becoming more and more open. Some yeah. some are saying shit that where you, you know they're not lying, but it's like I get it. Like just like, but I mean, people are like, oh, well, so you listen, like, what do you think football players and baseball do? They're all fucking liars too. You think they're telling you everything they're doing? Fuck no, they're not. They're, they're then more more so even not. Yeah. Because you know there's. Especially your sponsors, everything like that. You're only allowed to say so much, you know. So, yeah. so who, he says he was injured, uh, whatever. I'm All sure. Right. Um, but no, he is doing the Arnold, and actually, I, I I predict that he'll win. So I think so. Okay, cool, good call. Yeah, I would love to see him win. I, I think, think he'll he, win. Um, he's a big motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. So him and Roly are the biggest guys in this on the circuit, and neither one of them ever won the Olympia. So that should tell you right there. Right. Biggest guy, and in the '90s, probably one of the biggest mass monsters, or definitely one of them. It was. Uh, Marcus Rule, mm-hmm. and he's never won. He's never won anything. I met him, too, actually. He was just walking around at the, uh, well, at the Meet the Olympians, the thing is, because those are all his buddies, basically. Not, he's retired now. Yeah. But he does interviews with them, and I just like, I stopped him and took my picture with him. Because uh, I was always a big Marcus Rule fan. I mean, most people that don't even know bodybuilding, they look up the look up guy from Marcus Rule, and they'd be like, what the fuck is this? This is a freaky-ass, nasty-looking. Right. Yeah. Nice so, um, but that's, they kind of entwined. I think the reason why I like bodybuilding and not uh, other like baseball and shit is like it's kind of like death. It's an extreme thing. Like I like Same things way. that are extreme. Like when an average person looks at it, like well, that's too much. That's all. The, it's like kind of like, like with death. Well, that's too heavy. That's I don't understand. It. It's like why well, don't want you to, exactly. you know? But that's why exactly. primarily like when that's exactly what I kind of saying. Like when people are like why don't you compete? I'm like 
because it's got to be a show and it's got to be freaky. I was like, if you're not there, there's no, just my opinion. That would offend the hell of a lot, a lot of guys. I was like, who cares? Mm-hmm. I was like, I, when I go to a show, because let's face it, at the end of the day, like a bodybuilding show, it is pretty fucking boring. The only thing that's interesting about it is you're seeing someone that's holy shit. Mm-hmm. So if you don't have holy shit physique, you're not. Yeah, okay, to, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm just not trying. I'm not interested in seeing a good physique. I go to my gym right now and see all kinds of good physiques. You know what I mean? It's true. So it's got to be something mind blowing. But that's because I admit, though, my brain's probably kind of skewed. You know what I mean? Someone that's never seen any of it, they'd probably be like this is. They go, they see some abs, they're like, holy shit, and they're like, because they never. I get it. Right. My brain's probably skewed because I've been seeing this for years and. You know, doing this for a long time. It's, you know, seen I, dude, I've seen everybody in this fucking sport, so I, 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 I've seen it all. So it's cool, and like you said, equating it to metal too. Some of us never listen to metal. We'll see, could see Cannibal Corpse and be like, holy shit, that's so much. But exactly. You know, I can see Five Finger Death Punch, but it's heavy as fuck. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It's like same analogy. Yeah, that's same why. Cause, but there's a lot of guys that don't, that don't get that, and uh, and and that's. But yeah, and I'm just like, yeah. So that's me. Because because for me, what I consider competing, I don't have the genetics to make it that far. As I already know, as I've done. I've done and I've tried everything, and mm-hmm. I know for a hundred percent fact that I don't. Now I have. Now I have. You either have it or you don't. Right, that's yeah. Because I've done more and, and put more effort in for a much longer time that I know guys personally who are bigger than me, and they barely even tried. Yeah, it's just genetic. Yeah. I know really one genetic. dude right now. I can think of around the top of my head. He takes half the year off. He's two years older than me. He takes half the year off. He trains like a complete pussy. He, he'll even admit he trains like a complete pussy. He purposely doesn't lift heavy at all. He just gets big. He uses cables. Yeah. Oh, uh, he does. Yeah, yeah. A lot of machine work. I mean, he'll machine do some work. dumbbells like those. He purposely doesn't lift heavy. He's like, otherwise, I did problem. He doesn't want to be big. He doesn't want to be big. He's he weighs two fifty lean, and Dang. so he's not like huge, but he's like, but he's but he's bigger than me, right? Yeah. Two fifty lean, barely fucking trains, takes half the year off, eats like three meals a day. And he takes a little bit of shit, but barely knows what he's doing on that, and like, and, and just very half-assedly, and he's and he's, yeah, that's what he looks like. So I'm like, dude, I was like, I was like, dude, like, I do way more than you do, and you're bigger than I am. Yeah, way it's more. All genetic, man. Yeah, that's exactly. That's so that, but, but a lot of people don't understand that, especially the young kids. You're like, oh, I want to be Mr. Olympia next year, and it's like, dude, like, yeah, it's funny too. because nobody nobody goes and shoots basketball on the weekend and being like, I'm going to play in the NBA next year, but for, for some fucking reason. You get people that go into the gym, they think they could be a pro bodybuilder. Yeah, I wonder why that is. I don't know. Like, they I don't understand that too, which is they fucked think, up. <laughs> they, think, they think genetics, like, they, they hear it and they're like, yeah, yeah, genetics matters. Like, you don't understand how much they matter. I'll give you a fucking point blank example. Like, nobody goes up to Shaquille O'Neal and says, hey, bro, what do you do to get tall? Word. You didn't do anything. You just grown like that. Yeah. Meaning, there is people with genetics. And I, I've, I've met some, like, not because I've always met all these pros, but I met guys, like, I actually had a friend who I know is very genetically gifted, who um, they build muscle and they burn fat much, much easier than the average person. So their body just type. Born, yeah. Yeah, yeah and yeah. I, I said, I know this dude personally, and dude, all he ate, he would eat some clean food like chicken and rice and he would add tons of junk to it because he couldn't put on weight for the life of him. He's a big guy. Mm-hmm. And dude, he had full six-pack abs year-round, no matter what. And he would eat... Shredded. Yeah, he would eat... He, one of his protocols was... was protocols was... He'd have a six meals a day, and he would add. He'd go to McDonald's every day, and he'd buy six double cheeseburgers and add, add a double cheeseburger every meal to gain weight. Shit. Once that plateaued, he'd buy twelve double cheeseburgers, add two to each meal. That's what he had to do. And he would stay. He would get bigger and put on muscle, but stay lean. It's free. Now most people can't even do that even with drugs. People think, oh, you could do that with growth hormone. That's horseshit, dude. No, you can't. You get fat. Trust me. 
<laughs> yeah, fat. yeah. Even with that, most people can't. Everything. That's the genetic. That's fucking freaky. Um, and I, he, he, um, he was white too, for the record too, because everybody thinks only black guys can do that. Which uh, not mean, to sound racial. A lot of times it is. A lot of times, but there is, is white guys that can't too. He was a white guy. Okay. And um, yeah, and I knew him pers- personally, and I, I, I know for how's his health though. How's his heart health? You know what? Uh, well, bodybuilding is not a healthy sport, and it was the health. Uh, probably he's doing good now. He's not doing it anymore. But yeah. uh, he did have a uh, says it wasn't related, but he did have a kidney removed. Well, you never know. Yeah, he had a cancer on his kidney, but think... he doesn't believe it was related at all. And the doctors told him it wasn't because one of his aunts had the exact same thing. It was okay. cancer on a kidney, so it had nothing to do with bodybuilding. She had hers removed. It was his mom's sister, and he had the exact same thing. It was the same type of cancer on the kidney, and like before it spreads, we're just going to remove the kidney. So he's like, he's like, I don't think it had anything to do with it. It's like, well, maybe not. Maybe not. But at the What's same the time, it's either? like kidney, liver, and heart failure is the biggest deaths of bodybuilding. In for fact, sure. let's face it, that, I think it's the only three deaths pretty much. For, and bodybuilding, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so it's not, I mean, that's the thing is, is like, if you want to be like an actual bodybuilder, there's a difference between bodybuilding and staying fit and healthy. If you want to be a bodybuilder, you're saying, I'm willing to take a risk and take years off my life because that's yeah. what you're doing. And some people like say, that's fucking stupid. You're an idiot. I'm like... Well, well, dude, I mean, it depends on how you look at it. Because, for example, like, nobody nobody in Japan saying that about sumo wrestlers. They're looked at as fucking gods. What Do they die at, like, 35? Yeah. You know what I mean? Or, like, to me, like, you're taking way more of a risk if you're, in, like, I'm not into motorcycles, but I don't care if you are. Mm-hmm. Certain people love motorcycles. To me, you're taking more of a risk if you ride a motorcycle every day. How many people die in bodybuilding over motorcycle drivers? Motorcycle drivers die every single day. So you're taking a risk. Well, yeah, what if you go skydiving? To me, that's crazy. So somebody might say, so you're going to involve the sport. You're an idiot. You might die young. First of all, there's no guarantee. I mean, I mean, Arnold is still alive, and he is in his most 70s. Most of those dudes from his era look pretty good now. Yeah. They're pretty I mean, he's still alive. Them do. Yeah. And most of them are alive. Yeah. And, 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 uh, and people are like, oh, well, okay, yeah, but they, they, their stuff wasn't as extreme as the uh, nowadays. Or it was, okay, we'll take a lot of guys that were, that were super extreme. Dorian Yates, Mass Monster. He's in his 50s. He's alive and He's healthy. killing it right now. Yeah, I mean, Ronnie, I mean, yeah, Ronnie's joints are all fucked up, but he's That's in his 50s. From his he's still left him. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like, I was like, I could go on and on and on. Don't get me wrong. There's a lot of dead guys, too. Like, but there's a lot of guys that were the top of the top that are still alive. I think the extreme diet is more harmful than the drugs for people that are dying, honestly. Uh, eating six times a day, eight ounces of red meat, all that shit. I think that's harder on your heart than all the steroids in the world. Yeah, you can make the argument on all, but yeah, it's, I think it's a combination of everything. Of course it is. But, but I mean, that is, without a doubt, eating all that stuff. Because, yeah, I, I like to point some of that out, too, because sometimes, like, the natural guys will, like, rip on the enhanced guys. And mm. it's just, like, you rip on them, but yet you, you're like, like, but, like, I'm a fan of Ronnie Coleman. It's like, that makes no fucking sense, dude. Why are you ripping on any of the hands, guys? What does it matter? It's like, it's a personal choice. Either you do it or you don't. But I'll use the same thing. But some of those guys will, like, rip on it. Like, yeah, well, because since these are your hands, guys, you're going to die young. I'm like, but kind of like what you said. I'm like, well, dude, natural bodybuilding isn't any healthier. Because just, yeah, eating all that food alone is horrific. And not to mention is, like, you can look at, um, there's a few minor studies, like Dr. Scott Stevenson, I think, did. Or maybe it was, uh, who's, uh, there's there's two doctors that are, who actually are bodybuilders. Mm-hmm. Dr. Scott Stevenson's one and uh, Dr. Uh, Mike, uh, what the fuck's his name? Uh, I should know. Yeah, they're all over, but anyways, they, they have their doctorals and they, they've done some few studies, right? Uh-huh. They've done uh, natural bodybuilders, some of them. And uh, like true natural, not I'm natural, and you're like, dude, you're fucking full of shit. There's no way you're natural. Michael, and, I, and I would know, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's shit like that. Not, not ridiculous shit like that. So, uh, what. With the with the guys that they did their blood work and stuff like that, and their blood work, the natural guys were horrifically bad. 
because you're worse uh, than the enhanced. Yeah, correct. Because yeah. what your testosterone levels go down to basically an 80-year-old man because you don't have all that essential fats and stuff because right? your calories are so low to strip down to that lean. Uh-huh. And there's a lot of them. There's um, None of them are going to tell you this, but there's a few that you can figure out who, because they've gone on record saying, that were completely natural, right? Mm-hmm. They did a bot- natural bodybuilding show, and then they were forced to go on hormone replacement, TRT, mm-hmm. because their shit never came back, and they never even took stuff. That's something guys worry about, like, well, if I start taking stuff, maybe I'll be fucked for the rest of my life. That's one of the biggest things, they, the, the permanent shutdown. Mm-hmm. There's guys that ain't got that because the hormone shutdown from the extreme dieting. Well, now, that's extreme you know. dieting. Like, that's people, like, like some people take it, so, see, that's that's why it sucks to get lean, and then, then they use that excuse to be found. I'm like, Dude, you yeah. you think having abs and looking at like that's not that's not extreme. That's dude. not single digit body fat. Exactly. Like yeah. they think like I'm talking about like if you're truly natural, and you're getting below like six five percent. I'm like that's extreme. Trust me, you ain't getting there unless you unless you're making a hell of an effort. Word. Because that's extremely hard to do. Um, but yeah, their their blood work looked horrifically bad. So that's my argument. So like kind of back what you said, the food could be worse. Like yeah, because I just like to say that as well. Who knows what is? I think it's a combination of everything. But my, that's my argument to the natural guys that they want to basically act like they're holier than thou. Mm-hmm. I'm like, dude, what you're doing is is no is has been documented. It's not good either. So who are you to hate on them? It's like it's a personal choice. You do what the fuck you. And what the hell are you worried about what another grown man's doing anyways? Exactly. It's like unless you're using it for motivation. You, to do. you do. The only reason you should be caring what another grown man's doing is you're using it for motiv- motivation, education, or inspiration. If you ain't doing it for any of those other fucking three reasons, shut your fucking bitch ass up. It doesn't matter. Why are you worried about what another man's wearing or what he's doing or what he's thinking? How does that affect you? Preach, brother. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, no. I'm so I just don't understand 100%. people bitching about, like, like I don't even understand, like, why are you, like, say, going on, like, Dexter Jackson's page if you don't even like body? Like, they'll talk shit. That's gross. This, that, like, dude, I don't, I, I don't like golf. I don't go go on golf channels. <laughs> talk shit. Talk yeah. shit. Like, I just, yeah. I don't watch golf. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't understand it. Like, why are you even on this page to begin with if They're you're not haters, a fan? man. But they're like, why they're would you go? Haters. Uh, but that makes no. They're why fat, would you actively search something out that you don't like? <laughs> like you know, I don't go out and look for fucking Taylor Swift videos. You'd be like, this sucks. Death metal's the way. Yeah. I don't listen to Taylor fucking Swift, so I don't even. I don't, I don't know what her videos look like. Your sport. That's all. That's all. Dude, I, don't, I just thought that was like you just look what you like. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's how it should be. But if everyone followed you know? that rule, then I, I think the internet would break if everybody was obedient. Yeah, because yeah, kind of a lot you of survives on people just talking it, shit. I guess that's what it is. Yeah. What What's your training routine like? Your personal one. Well, it 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 changes. As it should, right? Yeah, it changes, yeah. but as of right now, um, bodybuilding split. Yeah, it's always it's always bodybuilding oriented because that's what I you know that's care about when I follow when I like. Um, yeah. But right now it's a three day split, and it's um, so I do uh, which is not abnormal at all. It's pretty much no, uh, it's pretty... back and biceps, and uh, chest, shoulders, triceps, and legs. Legs, yeah. And then I do um, I do my cardio first thing in the mornings, fasted year round. There you go. I do cardio, and uh, and I do. Uh, that's when I do abs or calves. I alternate it. Do you have a Do you go have a treadmill at home and do that shit, or do or a machine no, dude, at the, home, the, or you the go to the gym, gym? The gym for me is literally three minutes away. I could walk there if I wanted to. Well, I don't, but it's is it a, like a local gym? Yeah, like a small it's a really big gym too. Yeah, check it out next time I'm here, man. Yeah, it's like five minutes be, from here. That'll be fucking awesome. Yeah, it's five minutes from here, and uh, you know, I shower there, everything, and I love you know, local so. old school gyms. I don't know if it's old school, but it's been there a while. I mean, I've been in that particular gym for like nine years. And it was been there even then. So it's probably been there for probably 20 years, I'm guessing. But, uh, no, lots of equipment, lots of everything. That's dope. You know, uh, it's not, like, as good as probably, like, a um, powerhouse or, you know, like the dumbbells go up to 150, so they don't have, like, 200-pound dumbbells or anything like that in there that's supposed to, like, you know what I mean? But, uh, 
I'm out then. Sorry. Yeah. No, but you know what I mean. Well, I don't. Yeah. I don't handle those either. But I mean, I well, I could use the 150s for like uh, one-arm dumbbell rows. I can't press the 150s. Yeah. You know what sure. I mean? Uh, um. As a matter of fact, I don't think I've ever seen anybody in person pressing the 150s. There's Not videos or shit like that. You know. I know. You know. Maybe shrugs. Yo, I get with, shrugs, with straps. Shrug, shrugs and uh, and one arm dumbbells. Yeah, with straws is what I is what I use them. That's the only time I use the one fifties. Yeah. Yeah. But like presses, you know, like uh, yeah, I'll go on the, the, the other hundreds, but uh, not the. Uh, but um, I mix it up these days. I'm a little more functional training. I'd I'd still keep bodybuilding because I love it. That was my passion. Mm-hmm. That's what first got me into it. But I, then I I quickly realized I wasn't going to become Mr. Olympia, and all the food I was eating was just making me sick and you know and bloating my intestines. So yeah, I'm in that boat right I'd now. Right now I'm eating a lot of food because uh, this is my uh, I'm trying to get you know bigger face. I always yeah. try to start the first of January. Um, but so, I love it, dude. I, yeah, I don't yeah. With it. yeah. Well, well my whole thing is what you're saying is. I'll eventually do that. Right now, because I, I, the way I look at it, and I kind of had this realization probably last year, the year before, is that I'm only getting older. I'm 35 now. So it's like, I, if I'm going to do this and see how far I can take this, I'm going to try now and try my app. And I, I was already going 100%. Now I'm yeah. going like 120%. There you go. Because I was like, by in my 40s and shit, when I know it's probably not smart, mm-hmm. I will do more functional more, and just uh, maintain just whatever mass I had, maybe even downsize just a little bit mm-hmm. at that point, and um, and do more functional just for health. Because I'll never just be some fat slob just not going to the gym. I would never do that. That's just, you know, fuck it, here we go. What the, the fuck is going back on? Back off. Yeah, I, I would never do that. Um, it would always be, uh, I, I would keep something in there, like cardio and like functional training. Good. But uh, as of right now, at least for the next, I, I feel like at least till 40, I can get away with, you know, not killing myself and uh, going as hard as I can. Because uh, there's no doubt behind, uh, well, because every year I have gotten, uh, I'm bigger every year. Like gradually. Just, just even like, progress. Just even if it's like, for example, because I, I do a bulk every year. And when I say a bulk, I hate that word because that just means getting fat as fuck. Mm-hmm. And you're gonna put on a little bit of body fat, but you shouldn't be getting as fat as fuck. You know what I mean? People and I do a, and I do a diet every year. So right now, I'll from I started January first, and I'll run that all the way till April first, and then I'll start my diet. So I have another whatever I do, yeah, three to four months. And uh, last year was the heaviest I ever got. I got up to two forty last year, and then when I dieted down, and that was the leanest I got. I did twelve week dieting. I was only gonna do like eight weeks just to, just to get lean out, you know, just to be. I do different reasons for uh, one of the reasons I do diet is too is because uh, you're not gonna make progress doing the same thing over and over again. Yeah. So it shocks the body, and I like to do uh, it. It resensitizes your insulin sensitivity, which I don't know if you know much about that. Oh yeah, I'm, absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm huge on that. Absolutely. Because when you're eating a lot of food, you're gonna become that, insulin resistant. Yeah. So that's, that's a big reason I uh, do that. I cut. So I was like, yeah, eight weeks should be you'd be more. Than, so anyways, I did twelve because I just kept going and. Uh, I ran into the Olympia. I was like, ah, oh, fuck it. I may as well just go in as lean as I can at the Olympia. And that was definitely the leanest and the biggest I've ever been. From the previous year was the leanest and biggest. But I, was, I think I was about three pounds heavier. So so at the end of my cut, I think I was 205 from 240. And I was, that's very, I was very, very, very lean. I love it, man. And um, so this year, the goal is to get up to like 250. Okay. Which, uh. Keep us updated on your progress, man. We'll yeah. give you some shit to wear in the gym. That'd be fun. Yeah. So, well, fuck it. If I get up to 250, which I don't know if I would. Dude, I already had a snag. I just, this, earlier this week, I had this fucking, nothing food related. My wife got it too. I think it's just some virus. Dude, I got, and I, I never get sick, right? Yeah. But ironically enough, this year and last year were the first time. Like, when I say I never get sick, man, I can count how many times in my entire adult years I've been sick. Like, easily one hand. Easily. I'm not talking about the sniffles either. That's not sick. That's, you got the sniffles. Yeah. 
Um, I'm talking about sick, like bedridden sick. Yeah. My wife and I, yeah, just thought I got the uh, stomach flu, right? Damn. I think it was stomach flu because I was shitting and throwing up. So was she. Sounds like and, uh, a dead giveaway. And, dude, so I couldn't eat it all the one day. Couldn't eat it all one day. And literally, I lost eight pounds in one day. Damn. And then the, the following day, I lost another two pounds. And the day after that, I lost another pound. And then finally, my appetite. My appetite just started coming back as of yesterday. So now I'm starting to get my all my meals down again. So the, I fucking started off, and I was like, okay, weight was coming up. I think I already put on like 15 pounds, and I already lost over half that. Now, a lot of that's water and shit like that. I'm not worried about that. Yeah, I'm not a scale guy. Fluid. But that's I'm not worried about that. Point is, it's like it's already taking us. I was already taking steps back, you know what I mean? You'll bounce Because back. what I like to do is I like to get my weight as heavy as possible, let it accolade to that, and then you come down from that. Smart. So, um... You'll bounce back, though. No, no, I'm not already yeah. bounced. It's not worried about that. It's just, it's fucking... What I'm getting at is, like, last year, it was at the end of my... Well, it was the end of my ball. I got up to 240, and I got same thing, but it was worse last year. I got sick. And I couldn't eat for two days straight, and I dropped right out the gate 14 pounds. And so I knew I had three more weeks of Balkan, right? So I started my cut earlier. So once I was 100% finally getting food, I'm like, fuck, I'm already down 14 pounds. I'm like, I'm just going to start my cut now. I like, may as fucking well. What's the point of Balkan for another three weeks? Then st- You know what I mean? Yeah. So it jump started me early, but it's like I didn't want to drop weight that fast because I like to drop it slow. You know, I like to average about three pounds a week when I'm cutting down. Smart. It's, it's, it's a good amount, but it's slow enough to where you're going to retain tissue fullness things like that. Because Sounds like you know what you're doing. Oh, I know exactly. I, mean, yeah, I, I, dude, I know all, I know, yeah, because I'm like a nerd with this. As much as I know about metal, I probably know more about bodybuilding. Dude, I'm Can't right there, know. I'm right there with you, man. That's really cool. Yeah. It's, uh, so, I, it's, it's nice, it's nice to have, uh, nice to meet one of your kind. <laughs> yeah, there's not too many. I mean, there's a few guys, um, I feel like there's, there could be, if, and that's, was a big part of my motivation to do Death Comes Lifting was like, I feel like there could be a lot more crossover than there is. Like, I feel like a lot of, a lot of bodybuilders could be metalheads and a lot of metalheads could be bodybuilders if they were exposed to it. The, um, you know? Yeah, because I've always thought that was kind of weird too. Like, um, like my brother Craig, he doesn't like fall bodybuilding at all. Like, he, he's the type, you mentioned Phil, he doesn't, he doesn't know who that is, right? Right. But, uh, he made the comment where we talking about something and I said something like how bodybuilders, yeah, they just... Most of the pro guys, they don't listen to, like, when they come out and pose, it's usually just some of the gayest fucking shit ever. Yeah, whatever's like, on like, the radio. See, that's weird. It's like, you think big guys like that would listen to metal? I was like, I'm sure some do, but, I'm not. but there is one guy, um, met him this year. He's at his, his, this was his Olympia debut. You can look him up. His name's Luke Sandow. Oh, I've a, heard of him. Pro. Very cool guy, dude. I, I actually, uh, he's one of the few people I actually like to watch and listen to. Okay. He, has a, uh, he does a podcast on, on YouTube with, uh, uh, another pro bodybuilder called Fuad Abiyad, who he's been pro for like 10 years or so. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's on his podcast? Yeah, yeah, they do it once a week. Oh, no shit. Yeah, they do it once a week together. And, but, and Luke's been doing videos off the ass. He just started his own YouTube channel. He's sponsored by Redcon One. Oh, uh, I know so that, he's dude. A I know Really that cool dude, guy. Yeah. But anyway, so he likes metal, but like not so much my kind of metal. He likes a lot of, I know he likes like a lot of deathcore and stuff like that. Yeah. But he does like, uh, but he likes other stuff too. Like, uh, like uh, I'm sure, like so when I met him, like I gave him some Hell's you know, shirts and shit like that. So oh, if, nice, man. if I go out, to, uh, which I'm sure if he qualifies, which I think he will, I bring him out some of your stuff. But I brought, I mean, he's four X. Yeah, four X shirts. We'll, we'll get it. Uh, but I've given him because he's uh, he's uh, he likes at least like heavier shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I mean, I even asked him like about bands like Venom and shit like that. He's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, of course. I mean, I like that stuff. Classic but it's stuff. Just like, Slayer. Yeah, he's he's in like a, he's um, I think he's 31 or 32, so just slightly younger than me. So in okay. my age demographic, so it's not like he knows. Yeah, he definitely likes Slayer. Yeah. Early Metallica, exactly. Yeah. But I know so it seems enough. like he likes kind of like the more modern, like that uh, 
kind of like uh, that uh, trigger double bass, like deathcore, yelling stuff. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. He likes a lot of that stuff. Um, That's just popular not really... amongst the gym rat yeah. metal. That's like gym yeah. metal, I would but, I mean, say. I mean, I think I did ask him, and I could see him. He probably likes like stuff like Cannibal, though, because that seems like a crossover a lot of those guys do, like Cannibal Corpse. You right, know? I'm sure. Um, so anyways, but with, any, with even your niche, yeah. someone like him, that'd be awesome if like, like for whatever right way you'd be able to get affiliated with it, you know? Because these guys, as far as like their reach, they're not as outreachable as you think. You know what I mean? Like he's not some millionaire. He's not some celebrity. Well, it's like death metal. Exactly. Exactly. It's not outreachable as you think. Who's the most famous dude in death metal? Exactly. We could probably talk to him right now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I've talked to him several times in person. Yeah, Yeah. local guy. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not like he's not all as outlandish. You know what I mean? So it's like it's in the realm of possibility. Yeah. Oh, Uh, we'll get it. We're getting it for sure. Yeah, but uh, yeah, Luke's. Yeah, look, he's a really cool dude though. And uh, when I say that, he doesn't seem like fake either. Because you can see, see some guys, you could tell it's like. They're kind of like forcing it, like they do. You could kind of get the vibe they don't want to be there. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean? Which That's I kind good. of get. Don't get me wrong. I've been in times where like it shows or something, like had to be there, and I didn't want to be there because of it's course. like fucking four a.m. I'm like, I don't get the fuck out of here. You know what I mean? But of uh, course. But you gotta. You, you gotta do your thing. I know yeah, what yeah, it's yeah. like, man. So yeah. I mean, so I, I don't, I don't get offended when I I've met those guys. But you could just tell, like, he, I suppose he seemed very he's excited. Either that, or he's got a hell of a good poker face Wait. because he seemed, yeah, I, he had me fooled. Uh, hey, man, that means yeah. a lot. Yeah. So, um, but he's the only guy that I could kind of think of that kind of listens to metal in the violin world. I'm sure there's others that just don't even talk about music. Don't talk about it. But I can't think of, yeah, it's, but Craig made that comment. He doesn't even know anything about it. You would have think a lot of these guys at least listen to, even just Pantera. He's like, you would think, yeah. And I'm like, that's, yeah, you would think. I was like, but no, not that I, not that I came across. Do you have favorite shit to listen to in the gym? Or is it just kind of whatever you're listening to at the moment? Um... Yeah, I guess I don't have a particular favorite. It's not probably like. You have any go tos? Mm. I kind of just listen to whatever I listen to, and I obviously have the playlists. And but there's a, there's a few. I use my phone, which whenever I say that, that's what everybody uses. But I'm not a phone guy at all, like we yeah. discussed earlier. I just use my phone because of the convenience. Right. Yeah. Uh, back in the day, uh, when it's these these dumbass fucking phones that shouldn't even exist in my book, <laughs> uh, they. Uh, I used, uh, I don't know, what are those things called? Were the MP3 players where you had to put your own albums? Like, I had to literally rip my CDs, or a CD I want, rip one, on my computer, and then toss it on in, like, this... Like an iPod? I guess, I don't, MP3 I, player? Yeah, I guess, MP3. but this is, like, so this is probably, like... It's two, not Apple, probably. This is probably, like, 2008-ish, 2009. It's probably an MP3 player or something. Yeah, so like then that. I just, whatever, I just, I just grab a bunch of albums I really liked, and I listen to them back and back. Yeah. Now, it's just kind of, like, I'll find something on, like, uh, usually YouTube, because it's easily, you know, you can find... You know what I mean? Right. So I don't have, like, a playlist that selects, but, I mean, like, I don't know, just whatever certain songs that I, you know, like. It could be, like, Cannibal. It could be, uh, it could be Misfits. I mean, that's, you know. Uh, yeah, man, for sure. Yeah, just, I mean, I, I won't say I have, like, a favorite, like, hey, if I'm doing this left, I listen to this song. I don't have that. You know what I mean? Okay, cool, man. Yeah, I don't have that, but, I mean, definitely something that's going to, like, kind of, like, you know, like, I wouldn't play, like, who's, like, like, I like, like, um, I'm trying to think of like a slower band that I do like, because if, if anyone knows anything about, I'm not like a big, I'm not big into like really slower stuff. Although I do, I do like some, you know what I mean? Yeah, man. But I like like uh, who's a fucking more doom is, like okay, like I like I like the first Candlemass album, right? <laughs> and uh, but that's not something I'd probably listen to when going to train, just because it's kind of like more a little bit more like almost like laid back. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's something a little more high energy. That's probably what I would. I would imagine so. Yeah. Yeah. Standard yeah. issue shit. What uh, what's your favorite Black Sabbath album? 
favorite Black Sabbath album, I would have to say probably Master of Reality. Nice. I like Sabotage. Okay. Yeah, that the, my, now Sabotage uh, probably Master has... Master Reality is my second favorite. Oh, is it? Yeah, for sure. But it's funny because, like, I mean, like, Sabotage has probably, like, one of my favorite Black Sabbath song songs, and then so does, like, like uh, Sabbath Bloody Sabbath, like, the, the title track. Oh, it's man, a, yeah. But it's, like, so, like, there's certain albums that, like, quite possibly, like, my favorite tracks, but it's an album as a whole. The album as a whole, yeah, yeah. that's the reality, especially the guitar tone on that is just untouchable, mm. everything. Yeah, the whole atmosphere is great. Yeah, no, like, I... Uh, I ask that question to everybody. That's always my question. Oh, do you really? Question. Do you, yeah. Have you ever met anyone that says, I don't like Black Sabbath? Yeah, I've had people that say, I don't know who Black Sabbath is. Really? No, I mean, but like someone even the metal scene? Oh, no. Um, yeah, the, actually, I interviewed one this one band. Um, uh, um, oh, man, it's a, a Septic, actually. Have you ever heard of them? A Septic? They're on Redefined. They were on Redefined Darkness. I don't know if they still are. Oh, then, yeah, I would have, uh, yeah, because, I mean, there, but there's so many septics, you know what I'm saying, like, se- sepsism. A, a septic. A, oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, 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 I do, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, uh, yeah. His favorite one was Dehumanizer. Oh, wow, it's at the, the, the yeah. 90s deal. Yeah, so yeah. there's, like, wow. shit like that, or there's, uh, interviewed one black metal guy who said, I don't listen to Black Sabbath. <laughs> I was like, okay. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, fair enough, but, yeah. I, I generally ask that question to everybody. Yeah, I don't, know. Uh, the only, of uh, the classic lineup I didn't like, I didn't like, um, I didn't like Never Say Die. I think the title track's pretty good, but as an album as a whole, I didn't like it. I actually do like Techno Ecstasy. Some people I don't. Do too. Some people don't like that album, but I do like it. Uh, the Dio albums I like, but I didn't like love them. Like all like my problem with the Dio albums, it's, it's not the albums per se. It was more so the fan base. What I noticed, do you, do you, what year did he die? Do you remember? Do you remember when he died? Were you? It was like two thousand eight. Okay, so you were listening to Metal going to shows at that time. Oh right? yeah. yeah. Well, what I was annoyed by is when he died, it just seemed like all these fucking douchebags who never even talked about Dio, never heard them say the word Dio. Like, I'm talking about people like I literally know, too. Right. It's like, I've never heard you mention this guy's name ever in my entire life. Not once. All of a sudden. All of a sudden, like, yeah, those are the, the best albums by Sabbath with the Dio albums. Yeah, Dio, great. Like, no like, what did you, I didn't even know you were a fan of them. Nonetheless, right. you think they're the best. Yeah, no. So I got a little annoyed with those, but it's the albums as a whole. I like them, but I don't love them. Even Dehumanizer, I do like that album. I like and it, I don't, too. But I don't love it. I like it, though. Um, uh, to say it's your favorite Sabbath album, though. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. like uh, I like Born Again. Oh, yeah. Uh, I like that album. I, I like it all, really. And then uh, I liked the, I actually did like that uh, comeback album, 13. Yeah, I didn't. Think, I didn't think I would. I'm like, oh, there's no way I'm gonna like it. I'm surprised terrible. if I did. Yeah. Yeah, I liked it. Uh, uh, surprisingly, but I thought for sure. I'm like, I was like, I'll give it. I'll give it an honest listen. And I was like, wow, I actually surprisingly liked it. I would love for them to do another tour with the original lineup with Bill Ward before before Ozzy dies or before any of them die. Like, I'm surprised I mean, they're not all dead. Why? Yeah. I'm why? Shocked. Yeah, man. Why? Hey, man. Doing the really pure drugs must have preserved them somehow. In the 70s. <laughs> you know what? It's funny, too. That goes back to genetics, too. And I, I use that as an example. I'm like, dude, if genetics didn't matter, then how the fuck did Lemmy live as long as he did and, and Ozzy's still alive? Yeah. I was like, because think about it. Most other people that would have lived the lifestyle that they did, even if they would have been dead easily in their 40s. Oh, dude, if I would have taken an eighth of what Ozzy would have taken yeah. in his life, I would have been dead. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's what I'm saying. So I was is. like, that's, yeah. that, that's genetic, too. That is 100% genetic. I was like, everything. Yeah, so, Something in uh, Britain's water. Yeah, so I was like, that's kind of why I don't... Uh, I don't stress out about things too much as far as, like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I stay, try to stay healthy and I monitor everything, my blood work and everything like that, but I don't become, like, a fucking yeah. nutball about it. Like, uh... It's all balance. Yeah. Because you know. Some people are just neurotic about it and, like, uh... 
They're like, you can't drink. Like, they're, they're, they're like, you can't drink out of plastic bottles. I'm like, what? Like, now you get it. Like, I'm, I'm not going that far. Can't worry about everything. Yeah, I was like, I was like certain know, certain things. Try like, your best. Hell, you can't even use deodorant anymore. Deodorant causes cancer. I'm like, I'm gonna keep putting my deodorant on and take my chances with cancer. Yeah, man. Maybe it does. I was like, and it's like until I see concrete fucking evidence that it causes cancer, because a lot of this shit's just is horseshit too. Like, like I don't know if you look at a lot of things. Like, there's like, I'm sure you've heard this, especially since you're in the workout world, mm-hmm. like, there's a study says that says this, right? Oh, yeah, but who finds the study? Well, the, yeah, have yeah, you ever actually looked at some of these studies? Like, I've actually it's read, bullshit. like, a bullshit. lot of it's like, dude, this is so fucking misdrooted and fucking horseshit, it's not even funny. Yeah, they don't take Like, it, I'll, give you, I'll give you one example, like, I'll give you one example, like, uh, like, you hear, like, okay, like, after you work out, right? You work out, it boosts your growth hormone and your testosterone levels, right? Right. That's, like, it's a known fact. Do you realize that that the, the, the amount that it boosts them though? Like everybody, everybody says that. Yeah, boost your testosterone. And I'm not saying don't work out. I'm not saying that. But some people are like, yeah, well, you get this spurt in your hormones. Like for example, like if you do heavy squats, that's going to help grow your legs too. Like this is kind of like bro science today because your body produces more testosterone and growth hormone naturally. It shoots spurts. It's like that is true. But when you actually look up all the studies and how much it is, it's so insignificant. It's not enough to see any muscle gain from that pathway whatsoever it's true they don't they, they fail to mention that it's like but how much yeah it's like do you realize how much more you need to uh they see leave, an anabolic effect leave a lot out yeah exactly and it's like that with anything like like this causes cancer or that or like you know what i mean it's like like milk causes cancer then you look at it and like it was like a guy that's drinking like five gallons a day and he was getting like that, that that's not a real study but you know what i'm saying yeah, like, yeah i know but like it's, yeah. it's like ridiculous it's like well, in that case, dude, fucking ban Tylenol. Because if you were to take the dose of Tylenol, as you're saying, for some of these foods that cause cancer, you'd be dead in one day. Exactly. You know, it's like, so that's completely unfair. Yeah, or people that say deodorant causes cancer or fucking ripping I, tequila shots and doing coke at the bar or something yeah, like that. It's yeah, like, yeah. fuck you. The, 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 <laughs> you the deodorant, when I heard that just a year or two ago, Craig said that because of these, like, uh, sure, deodorant causes cancer. I'm like, I, I didn't, but I'll, I'll take but my I chances. I believe it. Just watch Dr. Oz, man. He's selling oh, some dude, news, he, killing everybody every day. Yeah, I, I can't stand that guy. Yeah, but, but that's how people fall into that trap. Don't I believe understand. the hype. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Listen to death metal and lift weights. You'll be fine. That's <laughs> <Just laughs> it. You're going to be yeah. all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, yeah I'm, for some reason, I mean, as much as I don't understand this world, strangely enough, I'm doing pretty okay in it. I hear you that, man. And that's without social media, so you that. don't even need that. You're an inspiration, Justin, man. Oh, Thank you for doing this. No problem, man. Yeah, man, we're over two hours. That was a 